0: All I need What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. And as always, each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to those of you out there that support the podcast by purchasing something from allineedskate.com. Um, you guys make this podcast possible, so thank you. Uh, if you think this podcast Brings any value and you'd like to support it, please check out allineedskate.com. This is our online skate shop. We have skateboards, apparels. I just updated it with a Shetler Show mug. We got lapel pins and socks. Um, check it all out. Uh, our guest today is my good friend, Ronnie Gordon. We sat down to talk about family, work, skateboarding, and much, much more. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. Pew! Pew, pew! <laughs> And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I, I, I gotta get on, I gotta get on it. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Skateboard, today, today. today.
1: This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster,
2: and all-I-Need skate founder, Anthony Shetler
0: Are you in your man cave? What's that in the background? I'm in the living room. Nice. So, I just uh, put some of my favorite stuff up in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. You got a nice notice right there. Santa. Yeah, and then
2: this is my first board I ever
0: got. Well, what, what is that one? I can't really see it. That's Mike McGill. Oh, heavy one, heavy one. Yeah. That one's thrashed, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I got this in uh, 1987.
0: Damn. Well, that's a good that's a good spot to start. Is that is that your fr- that's your first board ever? I
2: had a Nash Executioner, but uh it was uh, you know, the toy store. Yeah. Yeah, I had that first. And then but then I then I got like this is my first real skateboard.
0: Yeah. There's a huge It's funny cuz I teach skateboard lessons and I think you do too. You teach other. Yeah. We'll yeah. get we'll get into that, but uh parents bringing kids on these like these really cheap skateboards and they just like, they can barely roll, you know, like the Nashboards.
2: Well, they're not the same as they were in the 80s. In the 80s, they came with NMB bearings and they came with your thing wheels. Nice. Now, like, it's just garbage. Yeah, the whole thing is. Yeah, it's plastic wheels. It's, they're called safety bearings or something. And they just don't roll
0: at all. And the yeah. the one that yeah. I was talking about, literally, the board is like almost delamming when it's brand new, and then the trucks are plastic, and the wheels right. are just super soft, cheesy. Like, it's just to get kids on a board, but they can barely roll on it. They're getting ripped oh, off. Yeah. They're getting ripped off. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> how's your How's your day going, man? That's good. I uh, had
2: I uh, work from eight to three. Nice. Teaching woodshop. Hell yeah. At a school. It's uh, called Yale School in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And it, uh, what does it stand for? I always get this wrong. Because it's an acronym. Because, you know, it's not the college. So How
0: how long have you been doing that for?
2: 2004.
0: Wow. Yeah. Teacher, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, oh, Young Adult Learning Experience.
0: Nice. So what are the age of the kids?
2: Um, we teach from 5th, or not 5th, um, 5 years old up to 21. So, they have to be somewhere on the spectrum, or, um, bipolar, you know, somewhere where they're special needs. Yeah. But but they're high learning special needs. So, the idea is to try to get them back in a mainstream public school eventually. Yeah. So, like, that's the goal.
0: How, How does one end up into that profession?
2: Well, um... You go work at a skateboard shop for a long time, and your mom works at a school and goes, you know, why don't you start working at Yale School where I work at? There's a wood shop in there, and they really need somebody to help work in the classroom. You have enough credits from college. You should do it. You get benefits. You get summers off. Well, I I put this off for like two years. And uh, finally, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try it out. So I went and worked at skate camp for the summer. And then when I came home, I already told the, the skate shop, um, and they were super cool about it. Uh, but in the fall, in September 2004 is when I started.
0: Nice. That's sick, so, man. Were, yeah. you ne- were you nervous?
2: I was, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's cool because I worked at skate camp already, so I was used to, like, having a crowd of kids standing there looking at you, and you're giving them direction, you know? So it's like that. Awkward silence while you're talking, and you're like, okay, I hope I'm not screwing this up, or they, I'm, I make sense of what I'm saying to them, something's clicking, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, working with young kids is strange, like, uh, some of them are so sharp, you know, like, because I teach at a skateboard, at the skate park, and there's some kids that are so sharp, and they'll know, like, if you're not really giving a shit, or really saying what you mean, like, they right. They'll get away with whatever, you know? You got to really be present and, like, mean what you say with kids. It's crazy. (laughs) They're smarter than we think. Oh,
2: yeah, for
0: sure. (laughs) All right, we kind of got – we jumped ahead there, but I wanted to start with how would you get into skateboarding?
2: Okay. So my parents belong to a swim club. And uh, just to get an idea where I live and grew up, I live um, – where I grew up is five miles from Philadelphia, like Center City, Love Park, City Hall – was five miles away from my where my parents grew. Now where I live is one mile. I live on the right on the Delaware River, but on the Jersey side. So my parents belonged to a swim club in Merchantville, New Jersey, and the I had a bunch of friends there. Summer friends, uh, you know, from being there at the swim club in the summer. So they were all like I'd say the guys I hung out with are like about a year older than me. So you know, when you're young, a year means a lot and, like, they always knew what's new, what's cool, so I was always the last to find out about everything, but, so they all come back this one summer, and they're like, yeah, we skateboard now, and I was like, oh, that's cool, like, do you still BMX, because we all bmx before that, Nice. We freestyle bikes, you know, and, uh, I just remember this my friend there, Dan Pastorius, and... You know, you don't forget people's names because, like, when it's something so special, like something like skateboarding, when you get, like, your first thing about it. So he gave me – it was a catalog, a one-page catalog for Vision Skateboards. Nice. And it had – the way they used to do it was they would build the completes and take a picture with all of them for the season all put together. And then, like – so I remember just staring at that. It was, like, the guns, the gator, Tom Garhalski, John Grigley, the old ghost – um, the Aggressor, you know, I remember having this, and I'm like, oh, this is so awesome, I gotta get one of these, and the guy who gave it to me had a a Vision Gator, and I think he had, like, the Gulling trucks, like, the Neon, with, like, the U
0: in it. Yeah, those things are uh, sick. That was, like, that was a little before when I really got into skating, but I remember going back and, like, just nerding out completely.
2: yeah. Yeah, so that was, so that was, like, 86, and then, so 87... Was like my birthdays in the summer, so I was still into BMXing and in, uh, like Flatland, and I had a Schwinn Predator with like
0: GT pegs. <laughs> wait, and, you know, wait, wait. What's Flatland? What does that mean? Like just well, you. It's just you just do like freestyle Flatland on a bicycle. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, so there was like Flatland, dude,
2: there was BMX, and then there's like Transition, I guess, so they call it like, you know, vert, you know, a bike. And like they had all these old magazines too, like you know we had Thrasher, they had BMX Plus, and the thing I always thought was cool too in those was they always had skateboard ads in them, and they always had skate, and the guys always had skateboards too. Yeah. So it was back then. It
0: was really I feel like mixed together. It was because you remember like I think it was Strength magazine. It had like snowboarding yeah. and skateboarding, and it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, things got weird though for a minute. It got really seg- separate, segregated. And honestly, I think it was
2: more the. So I just remember one day at the skate park, the guy's kind of just like more like, oh, you wood push her. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. The guys are wearing skateboard shoes. <laughs> true,
0: you true. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, to get back to it, so I went
2: to this, the bike shop, it was called Action Wheels, and they sold skateboards and bicycles. And I had like, I had like, you know, a budget for my, so this was, I was, 11, I was turning 11. And I was like, you know, I had this amount of money I could get stuff. So I think I think it was like a hundred and fifty dollars. You know, that was like combined with parents, grandparents, both sides. You know what I mean? Like
0: just hustled it
2: up I, and money I saved up too. So my 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 goal was, I, for whatever reason, I wanted a full face flatland like BMX helmet. I just thought they were awesome. <laughs> I wanted that, and I wanted a new skateboard deck. And I had my executioner Nash. And so I was going to take the trucks and wheels from that and put it on my new board that I was going to get. So that was the plan. You know, we get there, and then the guy gives you the whole spiel. And, I mean, he was pointing me in the right direction. Because even back then, the toy store boards, the hole patterns didn't match up with the old hole patterns like before they changed it in 92. Yeah. And so... Um, I'm looking at it, I'm like, uh, I, I want a Mike McGill, because the Powell Peralta boards are sick, you know, and, like, all my friends had the Tony Hawk, so I didn't want to get the Tony Hawk and be, like, a poser, you know, <laughs> like, so I was like, I was like, oh, this one's sick, man, you know, and so, like, I was showing you right at the beginning there, this is, you know, uh,
0: this is it. Yeah, that uh, thing uh, is sick. Mike McGill shreds, too.
2: Yeah, so, and, so a skateboard deck, too, is, like, it was, like, $55, plus tax
0: and you didn't get grip tape for free back then you had to buy it by the foot yeah so I bought a foot of blue a foot of pink a foot of clear
2: (laughs) and a foot of green and then my mom helped me after I got home and we cut patterns like we drew stuff out and like I made like lightning bolts and skulls and uh these are actually converse chuck (laughs) nice (laughs) that's what they're supposed to be yeah and some other stuff, and then fly paper was like the the nice smooth grip tape like that we use now, and that back then that was like cool to have like that on your board. Yeah. So
0: that's it, rad. That's sick that you still have it.
2: Yeah, and you know, and then you'd always go get stickers, you know, and then you had the the rip grip up here. So
0: wait, so that's rip grip? Let me see that again. Yeah.
2: So it's like it's like so when you grab off the launch ramp or on the half pipes, like so you. It's like smooth rubber, like a foam. Nice. And you just grab and like, so it doesn't tear your hands up when you're doing your grab tricks. (laughs) Nice. But you know, since I was going to spend all this money that day, my dad's like, "Well, you got to get everything." So I got the rails, the tail guard, the nose guard, the whole package. Wheels. So by the end, it was like I couldn't afford that helmet. (laughs) Who cares about it? I was getting a full skateboard. Yeah, who cares about the helmet at this point, dude? Get it. So, I was still in a BMX, so this is like July, so my birthday, is July 16th. So, you know, I'm, I'm stoked, I got this, I go to the swim club, all the guys have their skateboards, I got mine now, like, I feel cool.
0: What's a, hold on, before we go forward, what's a sw- swim club, you just go and hang out and swim, yeah?
2: Yeah, you pay a
0: membership. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, that's, and I don't know if you had that
2: up there, like, I know there's public pools places, but this is like a private one where you pay into
0: it. Yeah. So. We probably have it. I just probably never seen it. I have like a gym membership, and they got a pool, but it's not a swim club by any means.
2: Yeah, this is just an outdoor swim club that's just open in the summer. Nice. And a lot of people in town where I grew up went to it, and then I had friends from other towns, so that they were like my summer friends. And these were the guys that got me into skateboarding. And so, <clears throat> you know, um, got into it, and then I got back to school in September. So this is '87. And, uh, all the guys in my class decided they want to skateboard too. So all of a sudden, like, everybody's getting skateboards. So there's like, you know, and everybody's like 10 people. You know what I mean, out of like 20 kids.
0: But, you know, that's a lot of, that's all, I have all these new skate friends. Dude, you know? when you're by yourself, that's everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we all have skateboards now. We have Vision Streetwear shoes or Airwalks. You know, we're growing our hair out to get the uh, McSquee. And, uh, you know... Like, we got, like, Thrasher Magazine shirts and Pal Peralta and whatever you could get your hands on. And I remember getting the Savannah Slamma issue of Thrasher Magazine. It had Christian Osoy on the cover. He's doing this really high wall ride. He won the contest. And I just remember, like, getting that magazine, and I want to say that was probably, like, October of 87, and I just remember, like, dude, I want to do this for the rest of my life. This is the coolest shit I've ever seen, like... That was just like, when I got that magazine, and then those group of guys, and we had all the stuff, it was just like, this is it. Like, we're going to skate forever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, you know how it goes. Like, as time goes by, you become the only person that's still skating, and you got to find new friends. Yeah. And, uh, but back then, there was a lot of skateboarders in our area, uh, and there was a lot of half pipes in the backyards. So there was uh, a four-foot in Collingswood, which is another town near us and uh 12 feet wide there was a six foot that was i want to say 24 feet wide nice and then there was a five foot that was eight foot wide and they were all within skating distance so you would go and then you have to beg the older kids hey come on let me ride today you know or you have to give them some money you know and uh i'm the first ramp i ever dropped in on back then was six foot high there wasn't really like the four foot was a little bit later, and I remember just standing there
0: for like an hour until I got the guts to just go for it. Yeah, dude. A six foot you could just fucking smash your whole face in if it's your first and time I, ever. I put <laughs> down and rolled down
2: and jumped off and I ran back up and did it. Gnarly. And I just
0: remember going home, like dude, I can drop in now. Like You're you know? gnarly, dude. The concept of dropping in on a six foot for my first time, like getting it down is insane to me. Yeah.
2: It was it was tech talents in our bags and we would skate all the way to the ramps you know and like we would just try and learn stuff so it's all like pumping and kick turning and then like you know learning the rock to fakie and the little slasher grinds. but the, the rock the fakie as you know and teaching kids is like it's so difficult to understand the concept of it at first because you hang up and you eat it yeah it just sucks so bad yeah you figure out it's like it's like a manual tap manual really it's, yeah you, you know
0: yeah, teaching kids in general, dude. I, I just trying to get them to used to going back on the tail and like tapping the tail on the ground and dropping it in. Just on flat ground is like kind of hard to show someone because it's against your natural instincts to lean back all the way and pop the okay, tail. You for know.
2: Sure. And, and especially if you're riding on a bike, your body's trying to stand up. Yeah. You're not standing up. You're you got to ride with gravity. I always say.
0: Yeah, to the kids for the mini ramp, I always say, this thing's going to throw you off balance, but that's going to give you a chance to find balance while you're in right. motion, and you got to kind of surf it, you know? But you got to practice yeah. this, you know? And we yeah. always start from the bottom up. I, like, let's not drop in. Let's learn how to pump up the ramp. That way, by the time we get to the top of it, we'll have ridden every inch of this ramp, you know? Yeah, I,
1: I did it
2: the
0: wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you went six foot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're gnarly, Ronnie. You're gnarly. <laughs> so... And like I, you know, I tell all the kids too. I'm
2: like, lean the opposite direction, yard. Like it kind of feels like you're sit laying back in a chair. Like you know, like like slouched. Yeah. You know, as you ride up, like ride the opposite directions. Yeah. So you know, so all right, so I've dropped in, and now the only other ramp that I had not like gone to yet. This there was this monstrosity out in this field near the swim club that these kids build illegally in a field. Nice.
0: Fuck borrowed, yeah. Fuck yeah.
2: borrowed <laughs> from a construction site. And uh, I think this thing, I want to say this thing was 10 feet high and like 24 feet wide. And that's how I learned how to pump. And this guy showing me how to pump. But I just remember this guy, like, you know, he's pumping up real high and he could do all the hand plant tricks like on the flat bottom and ho-hos. And I was like, oh my God, dude, this guy is so cool. Like, he'd do it while it would fall out of his, like um vision streetwear pants right <laughs> <in> one pocket <laughs> you know so like, we dressed so crazy back then like, yeah. it was like awesome because it was all skateboard clothes you know what i mean like the shirts the pants the shoes socks everything yeah. we have it all now but this stuff was like off the wall 80s style stuff yeah like, yeah skulls yeah. and lightning bolts and
0: i remember when you know, we when i first started like um having like big baggy pants where the bottoms were cut off but they were super wide and like covered your whole shoe basically was like in it was so ridiculous it's almost like a ra- a raver style or something you know yeah but and then like chain wallets and fucking studded belts and shit nice yeah i feel like you can get away with that like that's not a big deal yeah i,
2: I just rock it because hensley always had one back in the day classic so, yeah. yeah i was at a skate shop like four years ago and they had an independent one i was like Oh, I'm buying this. Money well so spent. I've been rocking the chain wallet again for the last four years. Yeah,
0: sick. <laughs> kind of get your youth back a little bit in the chain. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: sick. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, and then I was just hooked on skating. You know, since then, and like, so I, I wrote some stuff down just so I wouldn't forget.
0: Well, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Was there a moment where you decided? I mean, you told me you got the board and everything, but what was the crucial moment where you're like, skateboarding's, better than biking to me
2: that was probably in the fall of that 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 um year because all the guys stopped riding their bikes and it wasn't like i didn't want to stop it was just that like everybody was skating more than the bike the bike became second and then it just got to like i want to say like christmas of that year and i just didn't even ask anything for bmx Cause you know, when you're a kid, like three months is like a year, like, yeah. things change so much and
0: skateboarding consumes once you get the itch for it, you know? Yeah.
2: You know? And, and back then it was like different cause you had to like go out and find it. Like, you know what I mean? You had to, you had to get a magazine, a zine or a VHS tape, hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. of a video and videos only came out once a year back then. So like, you know, by the time like stuff came out here on the East coast, it was already a year later.
0: You know, than California, so we were always behind. So, so you know? did you ever? Did you ever? Well, I'm assuming you did. You made some sponsoring tapes, then. You're talking VHS uh, oh, tape. Yeah. You sent them out and stuff.
2: Yeah, that was late. That was a little later, but I remember we were all like, "Yeah, dude, we're gonna get sponsored. We're gonna be pro skaters, like the Bones Brigade, <laughs> and like, um, my friends, like my friends over at the swim club made a. They had their own team called Kid Brigade, and, then, <laughs> and like, and then we made team prototype no nice. like that was just a knockoff of airwalk shoes <laughs> and like so we were like team prototype we just take white t-shirts with paint markers and draw team prototype like nice. super cheesy <laughs>
0: badass bro badass <laughs>
2: so um and then i want to say like the video like that stuff came like for me probably like at least three years later because nobody had a nobody had a camera so Yeah that we're, was, we're that
0: old dude We're that old That it was like You remember the fucking Grandma cameras On the shoulder and yeah. shit My one friend had
2: one His dad would come out And film us But he wouldn't let us touch it <laughs> you know I mean? like So He we would get the tape And then go inside And watch it But we only He would only film us In the driveway Off the launch ramp Yeah
0: and who the hell Is gonna fix that thing If you touch it And break it You didn't even know Where to It was too expensive to Even just to get You know Right <laughs> Yeah Let alone so, fix <clears throat>
2: Yeah the reason So like You know So there was like two skate shops um, we had one in philly called spikes it was this punk rock shop and uh it was just like in the windows were all these old broken boards and trucks and wheels just the whole windows were filled up with, and the place was just trashed
0: oh it, it sounds right sick though yeah yeah, it yeah. sounds sick
2: and it was right off south street with south street if you've been to, ever been to philly that's like the main hot spot where a lot of like Like, the youth goes, and, like, a lot of people like to go to the bars and drink around there. And there's food, and there's pizza, and cheesesteaks, like, famous Philly stuff. And it was right off one of the side streets there. And they were super famous. They had um, Roger Brown, who was probably the first sponsored street skater in Philly. Um, He was Ricky Oyola's friend. And he rode for Madrid Skateboards.
0: What's his name, Roger Brown?
2: Roger Brown. Nice. And he was, like... He's this African-American dude that was probably, like, I would be exaggerating, but I want to say he was, like, one or 6'2". He was gigantic. Yeah. You know, especially, I was 12 years old when I first met him, so he looked monstrous, <laughs> and he's out front of spikes, and he's doing, like, wall rides, like, on the walls, like, right outside, there was, like, these brick walls, and he was just, like, badass. Hell yeah. And, um, so, and then i hear stories of this guy, Ricky Oyola, which, you know, everybody knows who he is now, but, yeah. um... You know, he was this other ripper. And there was there was a couple other guys that were really good, too. But they were, like, the main dudes. And then Roger got on Santa Cruz and in Indy. And he's in one of their videos, um, Skating at Love. I want to say, uh, it's something to reason or something. But he has, like, he's doing, like, lines down the three. And I just know one of the lines, he does, like, a front three down, like, the three-stair. But it's, like, in a line, like, you know, probably, like, an ollie one-foot. You know, probably the typical old 90s line, like a 180, a half cab, a one foot alley <laughs> and then a front three.
0: It's um, crazy that a dude,
2: perfect.
0: it's crazy that some dude, like one dude from Philadelphia gets hooked up with those brands, is in, in the video. Yeah. Crazy. And like, you know, it was so hard for him, because he's all the way out here, and all he could do was make a tape. Yeah, yeah. So
2: he was the original Love Park dude, though. He was the one that skated there, and like, he really put on the map, and then Ricky took it from there. But I know Ricky called up magazines, this is what I was told back in the day, but like he called up like Transwater Thrasher. He's like, You gotta come shoot an article, we have this we have this great thing here and Ricky could back it up with a skating too. So, you know what I mean? And He could tell you like all the stuff, like, come here, this place is great and I'll show you around but like he ripped too. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So he was enthusiastic about it. And he's you know, he's the first dude that I knew that was like you know, other than Roger, that was sponsored and was like in the magazines and the videos. And, yeah. Um, he used to ride for a brand called Z Roller, and it was like they had boards and they had trucks, but they had these trucks that were like rolling pins.
0: Yeah, the kingpin so, roll. I mean, the axle rolled, right? It rolled. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember those. Uh, Wait, Ricky rode for them?
2: Is uh, Ricky did Oyola? Yeah. And that- uh, he had a partner video too. It's like you. Can, it's they just put it up on YouTube like in the last year. It's really good. What? It's all like love and City Hall footage.
0: Yeah, Ricky's a legend, dude. He's fucking, not only is he a legend for skating, but he's always been outspoken and had a uh, personality and an attitude and just kind of like, he's very uniquely Ricky, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Good dude, good dude. Yeah. So
2: we had all that and like, you know, and, you know, so reading the magazines, you know, Nadas was like the best, you know, Mike V. And Mike V was like so relatable to all of us because he was from New Jersey. You know, and he he had a major sponsor. But he could Ollie super high. I
0: used then, to I I used to not like Mike V.
2: well see, you're from the generation that like was like where he was like, Oh that dude's kind of a kook. <laughs> like, he was in this weird he was in this weird thing. But like he was the best street skater at one point, like, for real. Like, you know, it was like it was Nottis and Gons first and then Mike V and and then Mike V kept doing like like, what the way skateboarding was going, he followed the trends for a while. And he told me, like, a long time ago that he was at some demo in Europe with Cab. And he goes, just do a big bonus. He's like, go be psyched. And Cab's like, no, I'm not doing that. And he said, he went up and did this huge bonus, and he said the crowd went nuts. <laughs> that was when he started doing old school tricks, like, all the time. And he just, he just felt like by doing that, he was keeping, like, something from the 80s alive all
0: these generations later yeah my my beef with him i I always liked the skating it was always like it seemed original or creative even if he was recycling everything but it was like new to me because i didn't know any of that but my beef was like i think my introduction was he was just fighting people and i'm just like how many fights are you gonna get into you know like at some point you're the dude causing the fights because you're fighting everybody so that's when i was always like "Ah, i can't deal with that shit met him he was really nice oh yeah i'm sure he's like like, i'm sure he's an epic dude i I always backed
2: him like you know what i mean i was like oh that's him you know what i mean he wants to fight somebody
0: i mean that's that's him Uh, i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be that dude yeah yeah no like i went back and like because that was my first impression, you know. He's like in these big videos, the CM, CKY ones and stuff, fighting. Right. But then I went back and I've looked what he's done for skateboarding in the past and what he does for it now, and I was like, oh yeah, this guy just <laughs> loves skating, like yeah. no matter what, you know. So I don't, I don't har- harbor any like bad feelings towards him now. But I did make fun of him a lot as a young kid. <laughs> yes. <he> was, uh...
2: <laughs> made fun of him, but they still like the same kid that would make fun of him, if they saw him in person they were like oh, they were like oh my god it's it's you yeah yeah you know what i mean so they were still stoked to see him i was so that maybe kid they maybe they didn't want to tell their friends at the time but like no i
0: was that kid you know? i was that yeah. kid exactly well you know what you know what made me made me a fan of him again was that uh, i think it was drive he drove across the country just like hitting skate parks oh, yeah. and shit i was yeah. like that's fucking sick that was like the redemption you know yeah i don't yeah, think he just went
2: that's yeah, like the whole thing. yeah, yeah. that's when I
0: was like, this guy's the shit, I get it now.
2: <laughs> yeah. The only thing I wish he had done earlier was, I saw him in 2012 at Tampa Pro, and he did a bean plant lip slide down this big rail in the park, Marvel. and I'm like, dude, why didn't you do this stuff like 10 years ago, like Mike V tricks, but progressive, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he could have no complied like 50-50, like a 10 their handrail like 15 years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny, because like, now all those old school tricks are very popular in the last two years. It's like he, him, and Jason Adams must just be laughing all the time. Like, look at these guys. Giving this stuff twenty years ago.
0: (laughs) They think it's new. Yeah, (laughs) it's rad. It's fucking sick. I like where skating's at nowadays. I I love where skating's at because I feel like it's like
2: the '80s again. Like where like everything's accepted. Like you know, there's still like these invisible rules and whatever. But like, I don't care. Like if you want to be like that. You know, do these outlandish, weird stuff, and you're not hurting anybody. Who cares? I yeah, I mean, you're
0: having fun. I I like it. I like it because yeah. it's more like conducive to everybody. If you can feel skateboarding and be a part of it and contribute in some way, it's like yeah. the styles are open. You can do whatever. You know, like when we were coming, when we were coming up, Ronnie, it got weird with like people dressing certain styles just to make a profit or to be successful or skating just all handrails or. You know, like, dudes were trying to do marketing schemes and shit because skating was popular. It felt like that anyways. I heard all kinds of stories because, like, like, the guys that I
1: used to skate with, like, my friend Mike Manitas, he owns the shop Atlas out in California. Nice. But
2: he was and for New Deal, Adventure Trucks, and Bones Wheels, and DC Shoes, and he were for Fairman's. And he was really cool with Kerry Gats and Pete Eldridge. And, and so, we, like, you know, we'd all skate together a lot. And, you know, I was closer with Mike and Pete. Carry, but you know you just hear stories from them like oh like this guy did this or whatever but like i heard some story one time like ronnie craig they told him that he needed to start skating like bigger rails and gaps or he was gonna be done like s was telling us and like i'm just hearing these stories i don't know if there's any truth to it no but
0: telling ronnie that right
2: yeah
0: yeah i heard that too i heard, heard that too, that too? Okay. yeah they wanted okay. ronnie to skate i remember that he wrote it somewhere or said it somewhere he said that they're, like, kind of pressuring me to get gnarlier than I am, and, like, that's not what I'm into, and that's why they, like, parted ways or something.
2: I'm like, that's so silly, though, because that's not what he's about. He's about, like, technical ledge skating. Like, that's what he's known for, so it's like, it's like telling Mike V, like, all right, dude, you're going to have to learn nolly flip crook, nolly flip out, or we're going to have to tell you, like, <laughs> Mike V is not going to do
0: that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. that's going to be a 20 years of learning how to do that anyways, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So,
2: yeah, I mean, getting back to it, so then, um, I, uh, I went to, uh,
0: Woodward in '91. I like how you said that. Woodward. Yeah. Woodward. So I went as a camper. Nice. So I did that, um, '91,
2: '92, '93, '94, until I aged out. But, uh, aged out?
0: What's the age?
2: 18. Nice. Yeah. So, but I went to Woodward because the old 8th Street videos. They always had summer camp, like, skate camp in the videos. So yeah. it was, like, they had uh, the YMCA camp in California, which is also known as Element Skate Camp, and then they had Woodward. And I remember, like, I was like, I gotta go to this, like, begging my parents. So then that's what I used my money for, because my birthday's in the summer. Nice. Like, so, like, I saved up part of my money, and then, like, you know, went to camp in 91. And, like, soon as I was 15, so that was 92, I, I got a job. So I always had my own money. Like, working at a pizza shop. Nice. You know, after school and stuff. Like, taking trash out and fucking yeah, and flipping like dough. Dishes. Oh, washing Just, dough. You know, like, prepping food. Just all the, all the stuff that no one else in the restaurant wants to do. Yeah.
0: I'm like, <laughs> can't, go, go out to the dumpster, bro. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was awful, but I always had money. And yeah. I had to work Friday night and Saturday night. <gasps> Excuse me. But I always had money. So it was like, yeah, you know, like... That's good. as you know, long as I had money. Just good enough grades. My parents left me alone, so I could skate and do whatever I wanted. But I, you know, if I stayed out all night, and I had to go to work the next day, I paid for it, you know. is you know, as you learn as an adult?
0: Yeah, but so. that's that's crucial, man. There's, a, I know a lot of dudes that are like pushing twenty five and they're like getting real jobs now and they're like had no experience prior. You know, right. shit's hard for them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So it's good to get I've that.
2: Always, you know, I've always had to work. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I never made enough from skating alone to just like. This is my job, you know what I mean. So it's like, it's kind of like, I always wish I had had that dream, you know what I mean. But at the same time, like, like I, I, so when I worked at the skate shop, I had health care at the skate shop. Nice. You know, like, because this is like ninety nine, two 2000, 2000, You know, the economy was great. The shop was killing it. You know, so they could afford to do things like this. And then I went right from there to when I teaching in two thousand four. And like, you know what I mean? Same deal. But that's good. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but, <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> like I said, so, you know, getting back, you asked earlier about like, you know, sponsoring tapes and stuff like that. So then, you know, by the time we were teenagers, that was when we started making tapes and sending them out to companies and just seeing what they, you know, would say or whatever. And, um, there used to be a truck company called Moto They were from the East Coast and they were from the 80s. They used to have ads and they were machined. And, do you know what the difference is? A machines, like, a, so it's a piece of metal, and then they have, it's like, cut, They it's a solid piece of metal, and they cut away from it, and then drill the axle in, and do stuff like that, where all the trucks you and I ride now, they, they heat the metal up to, like, a liquid form, and then they pour it into a form. Which a mold, is right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, that was what was different about them. But well, that's crazy. The guy, so,
0: they took, like, a hunk of metal, and they basically chipped away till they had a truck. Yeah. 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 Weird. So time-consuming yeah. imagine right
2: so the guy was a machinist whatever so he that was like his angle with it so i know the hangers were machine maybe the base planes weren't but i'm pretty sure they were that's wild. they were pretty man. cool and, and he sent me some trucks for a bit and I, you know I, I was like oh this is so awesome you know like, yeah i'm sponsored but you know it was just like this little truck company, but it was cool and then uh so time went by and then you know we just kept making tapes and sent them out to people and then um then i realized like you know there's like you got you got to have like a shop sponsor like that like on the east coast like that's the best thing to have like you know what i mean cuz like they need like the the sh- the companies want to have somewhere they can sell the stuff that you're helping them promote yeah you know what i mean and
0: usually usually skate shops like do a great job of throwing events and building hype and like turning people on to skateboarding and sharing the community of it and, like, right. the, the awesomeness of it. So if you're down for a skate shop and you're helping be part of their videos or working at the shop or, like, helping skateboarding in some way where it's growing, then that's a good person to endorse for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I got on this shop called Failure Skate Shop. Failure? It used to be Failure. That's yeah. a funny name. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so it was Shan Von Hartleman and adam holly and they own sub-zero which ricky and all the, and Matt reason used to ride for yeah well they parted ways and they brought sub-zero over to philly because they were going to have two stores they had the jersey one and that well they split and adam just thought it was funny like he wrote this thing about them splitting up and he's like i'm a failure now and he just called it failure and i'm like that's what you're gonna call your shop and he's like yep failure i'm like all right
0: uh, <laughs> it's your shop. T- good luck <laughs> so, <laughs> Hope you don't really feel that way. (laughs) Yeah. So um, he was pretty successful with it for a while. Uh, If your heart's um, in it, if your heart's in it and you don't feel like a failure, you can make that work for sure. Right. Yeah.
2: that was like, you know, his whole thing was um, being the opposite of that, but that was like his thing. So they had the, you know, the the Philly guys, and then we were over in Jersey, and he had the the Jersey team, and, uh, you know, he helped us out, like, with, like, he knew some people in the industry. He used to get flow from Santa Cruz in the 80s for Gate skate and Burt.
0: So, that's weird so that it ties in.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we just, you know, sent tapes out. And then I went to this event up in North Jersey. It was called Shred for Life. And um, I got a... a I got a picture in Thrasher that Sean Cronin shot of me.
0: Nice. Um, Yeah, Sean Cronin's the man. And Shred for Life, did that turn into Shred for Mike? Or two different things?
2: That was later on. So this was like 95, 95, 96, around then. And so he shot a photo of me, and then it was like the whole article, and it was like, you know, all the big names. Donnie Barley, Ricky Oyola, Bam Margera, Bobby Pulio, Tim O'Connor. Like everybody that was you know
0: chris cole chris cole shows. would go to those things too
2: right so this is be- way before chris though in the picture nice and uh so i got a, i got a photo in there and like my name was in there and i was like super hyped and then um there was a guy in philly to shoot photos for everybody named kelly ryan and he mm-hmm. shot a sequence of me like that summer before well it just so happened that the sequence got in the next issue so this is like Thrasher March issue. I have a photo, and then Heavy. April issue. I have a two-page sequence.
0: Heavy. It's like small, but um, no, it's no, like, it's in Thrasher though. What Are you exactly fucking kidding me? Ronnie Gordon. That's awesome. And, then, um, You know, I mean, you remember the first time you get a photo in a magazine? You're like, you're tripping. Shit my yeah. pants, dude. It's, like, yeah. the highest honor because, I mean, right. someone went, you know, like, when you first take a photo, too, when we were shooting photos, it was actual film, so, like, people was exactly. wasting film. Yeah. Two <laughs> every yeah, and yeah. you're just, like it takes that dude to buy the film, come shoot you, it might take forever, you gotta put all the effort into the trick, and then you guys gotta submit it to the magazine, and you gotta beat out whatever other photos are being submitted, especially when you're in fucking Philly, and you're un- unknown at this time Ronnie Gordon, and you're next yeah. to Moses Zikonin, that's pretty crazy, and one of the right. biggest mags, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: totally, and the other thing that I always thought was amazing about Kelly Ryan was, he never developed his film before he sent it, he was so sure of himself, <laughs> <send> it <laughs>
0: that's fucking gangsta I
2: know cause now you can like you know the photographer can look at it fix it all up before he sends it out yeah it's a whole you different know? game
0: now it's like they made he's it like,
2: nah. he, he would shoot it he's like I got it and he just send it out
0: confidence man's everybody, got some balls on him for sure
2: I know <laughs> yeah so I mean he shot everybody Sergi Freddie like he was the main photographer and then G became the main photographer because Kelly had to work G, like had just gotten out of school, so I think he had like a window of like not having to have a real job. Yeah. So then he was more available. So I mean, then, like, that's why Ryan G became super popular. Philly shoot photos.
0: Yeah, it gave him so, enough breathing room to, to like help grow skateboarding to the point where it could pay him too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: Kelly got paid, but it was like that was like his second fun job. You know, I and mean, he had a full time job. Yeah. So, <sighs> uh, yeah. So then uh, you know I sent the tapes out all that and then um you know like some time went by and then i started getting flow from a company in georgia called torque
0: nice my buddy craig piva that owns no problemo taqueria in new bedford mass here legendary dude dude i grew up looking up to and like older dude um probably like you know 10 years old or something but kills it he used to ride for torque too He knows stormy and all those guys dude so sick Wow, sick So I sent them a tape And then there was a guy on there, Jason
2: Guthrie And there was another guy, um, Ryan Wilbur. Hell yeah for stereo. Yeah, I've heard of both those guys Yeah, he watched my tape and he was psyched on me So enough to like Like not meeting me And like, he was like he, We gotta send him some stuff And he sent, they sent me like a board and, and a shirt And I was like, Pfft, oh this is so sick
0: Yeah, that's a trip when like you, you like yeah. You get your first box basically like, damn. damn. Yeah. So then, like, you know, I got the shop
2: to get, do another order, and then they sent me another board, and then, like, you know, I get some boards from there and there, and then I was like, well, you know what, I'm going to go down and see these guys, and this was, like, my spring break. I was in college by this point, like, 96, so I went down,
0: and, uh... Um, why do, why do you, want, why you want to go down? Just to meet the people that I are just saying... to meet everybody? Yeah. And, um, so, a lot of people might not know this, but, like, Grant Taylor's father, Thomas Taylor... That's the owner of Torque back then. Oh, I didn't Thomas know Thomas
2: was a sponsored Vert Pro for New Deal skateboards. And he was on Schmidt sticks then New Deal. And then I think he did another board company called, like, Weapon or something. It had all, like, guns on, on all of them. Nice. And then he did Torque after that. But that's, you know, Grant Taylor's father. And his dad still skates. And no shit. A shop down there called Stratosphere. Yeah, I've been to Stratosphere. It's been a few years now, but... Yeah, yeah. So so, when I, I remember I was leaving from that trip when we were down there to come, fly home, Grant was on the porch skating around. He was probably like three years old. <laughs> and he's doing like an Ollie and he has like Fisher Price sneakers on. And his dad's like, Yeah, he'll be pro. I mean, talk about calling it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> if skater you're Skater of the Year. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky though, because a lot of kids start young and they get burnt out, you know? I see uh, yeah. that. He's yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, so then
2: um, I was doing that, and then I had a friend up in Jersey, and he did a little board brand called Jersey Devil, and he made boards, and he lived right by me, and he's like, "Dude, why don't you ride it for me?" You know what I mean? Like, I can give you like you know this many boards a month and whatever.
0: And how, well, right how, me. hold on to digress a little. How was your trip down there?
2: Oh, it was, it was good. The only all right, the only downfall it was like the last the last day we were there. Um, Chad Kramer. He used to be pro for them he's like from uh lancaster pa he was like he was pro for them he fell and like broke like a bone in his foot Ooh. so like like he feebled down some hand around he jumped off and like hit his toes and he just cracked like one of the bones in his foot so it was that and then that night we're out street skating and i got like a security guard grabbed me and i was like dude take your hands off and you can't touch me and i i just i left and I come around the corner, and this dude tackled me. What? And he just like, and I got, and they held me down until the cops came, and I got taken in, and Thomas bailed me out, and uh, <laughs> this whole thing, and I, I forgot this whole part. Of this <laughs> so I got home, and I had to get a lawyer and all this stuff because I had like, the guy claimed I assaulted him. Now this security guard was like six four, big dude, and he says that I assaulted him. At this time, I'm like eighteen years old. Probably, like, 160 pounds, <laughs> like... Yeah,
0: you ain't down. doing shit, bro, you're just getting tackled. <laughs> and he landed, like, on my thigh, so I had, like, the biggest notch in
2: my leg. So, like, I just, like, couldn't even skate the last day, too. Oh, like, man. So, the f- first couple days we were there, super fun, out, like, skating all these spots, like, we had a blast. Last, last day, not so good. That's alright, I mean, fuck, yeah. you know, at least got you got... so time <laughs> went by, I got a lawyer... Um, and I got Thomas's money back, and I sent it to him. So nice. that, and that was really cool because you know I only been like like sponsored by him for a very short time, and he paid out of pocket to get me out of jail. <laughs> you know?
0: that's a good that's a good st- statement right there. I want to put that in quotes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean, like you know, like owning
2: your own board brand, like it's all right. That's <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's no, nah, because, like,
0: a lot of times you want to sponsor someone or support people that aren't causing problems, you know? So, like, right. just to, like, be on there and then have that happen just sucks because you're already like, fuck, this is a problem, you know? Yeah. Like, damn. Could be bad luck, but it happens. <laughs> it just happened. You know, it yeah. wasn't even, like, mouthing off to the guy or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But- I've been in that same exact situation, dude, where just fucking some security guard's a little too sauced up and yeah. just comes at you. Give but, them karate moves. In yes, Atlanta,
2: huh? they're allowed... Uh, I don't know if this is still the case, but then they were allowed to physically, like, like hold you until the cops came. You know, well, Philly and up here, they're not allowed to touch it.
0: Yeah. That, that, so, they shouldn't be able to touch you down there either. But... But... Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> crazy, though. At least you made it out alive and back to Philly. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's dope, that was just your, just a homie, local dude doing it small? Doing it small, and there was like, no else had companies
2: up here, so it was like, it was pretty easy for him to do it, and he went down, we live about an hour from the shore, yep. and there's a lot of surf slash skate shops, and he went down there and they all bought his boards like real quick, so he was moving boards real fast. That's right. So, um, he did it for like two years, and then he just got burned out on it, and uh, you know, and then I moved on, and I found this brand called Freedom. They called me, and um I used to ride for Nice Skate Shoes. I don't
0: remember you know Nice. What? I used to get yeah. Flow. I got, a flow, uh, like, a free pair one time from, like, some yeah. rep. It was sick, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they, I actually,
2: I liked them.
0: Yeah. I mean? and, like, they were, like, they, a legit uh, skate shoe. They had, like, an Excel, basically. They had, like, a version the of them. The
2: first ones they sent me were those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were
0: decent. They worked. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Was Vinny Rafa?
1: That's that
2: that's what it was, dude. Yeah. yeah. I knew Vinny. I met him at Brooklyn Banks contest when I was younger. Such a legend. Like, oh. Such. Yeah. He was like, you know, he's part of the shoe company. They tried to get like Ricky and all like the big guys back then, but like I think Ricky had like he was getting paid by like Airwalk or Castell or something, and it was like I don't think they could have paid him, and I don't think Ricky was really into the name at the time, but they were kind of like. Just come over and bring... You can put whoever you want on.
0: Nice.
2: He probably could have made, like, this legend skate team, and it might have, like, panned into something and stayed in business, you know?
0: It's a good name, dude. Yeah. Uh,
2: So...
0: Well, you never know. Shoulda, woulda, coulda.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So they gave me shoes for a bit, and then uh, there was a magazine from New York called The Fridge, and my friend Frankie shot photos, and he would send them to them. And then they were like, oh, like this guy Ronnie, does he have, you know you know, a board sponsor or whatever, and he was like, no, and then we went up to Boston to a trade show, and we met all them, and this was, like, when Fibro was starting, nice. and, uh, <clears throat> I remember, like, they were just like, yeah, here's some boards, you know, we'd like to hook you up, and, like, the guys seemed really cool, and, uh, I was like, all right, so I wrote for them for, like, a year, and we went on a couple trips, and, uh, Chris Narako from NJ Skate Shop was our team manager. <laughs> Before anyone knew who Chris Narako
0: was. But he was still Chris Narako back then, I'm <laughs> sure of it. <laughs> He's been on the show. He's been on the show. <laughs> like, oh yeah,
2: he had like some like slicked back hair and glasses on or whatever. and like,
0: I fucking love you know? that guy.
2: And like, real quickly you could see like his like... Real wild side, you know what I mean? Because he looked all clean cut and like kind of like maybe maybe a little bit nerdy, and like and then all of a sudden he was just such a jackass, like, <laughs> you know, just messing with people and messing with us. And it was just like this dude's crazy, dude. Like legend, you
0: know. <laughs> That's sick to have him as your team manager. That's fucking sick. Yeah. So we went on- trip, Jeff Pang came with us, he didn't even bring a skateboard, like, he just came to hang out,
2: sick, weird, I could could never do that with a skateboarder myself, like, I couldn't be without myself, am too much a skate nerd to not be
0: with my skateboard, no, I just, I actually just went on a trip, a vacation to Mexico, my lady won, uh, this all-inclusive trip for two to, um, Cancun, Mexico, and, uh, I went, and right before I went, I was like, "Should I bring my board?" And I was like, "I'm not bringing it. I'm not bringing it. First time. First time ever, dude. I wish I brought it. Damn
2: it. Yeah. But it was but fun. This, like, this was a ski trip. That's why, like, I couldn't, under, I couldn't comprehend Yeah. Operate, you know?
0: But even you that, that even panicking. at that, even at that, that was the first time any trip I had not brought my board. Like I've oh, always yeah, brought yeah. my board on a plane. I've just paid or whatever every time.
2: Just I bring. Oh, damn. Was, I, I, see it, I, I did a little bit in the parking lot, but I was just like, I gotta
0: bring it. Uh, <laughs> Sick, yeah. Get the photo at the at the honeymoon, yeah. like backside flip, <laughs> backside flip the wifey. Exactly. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah,
2: so you know, so I did all that and then um a lot of those companies like, you know, went out of business and I, I hurt my back skating and like I couldn't skate for a while. Like, What'd
0: you do? What'd you do?
2: I uh I ruptured one of my discs. Really. So like I basically split it a little bit and like the fluid would come through and it would like hit your spinal cord. Really. So I was in like serious, serious pain. And uh I wanna say I was like twenty three or something like that. So like it was it was so bad that like I really didn't think I was gonna skate anymore. It was such a bummer. And uh Yeah. But I, I worked at a skate shop and I delivered pizzas and it was like it was like how I could still be in skating, you know what I mean, a little bit. And uh slowly like I started doing yoga and eating better and like exercising and like I it just one day it stopped hurting and I slowly started skating again and um after that like I uh, I was like trying again and um Mike Santa Rosa used to have a board company called Diabolical after he left how Mike Santa Rosa is um, so
0: good at skateboarding yeah. too. Yeah.
2: And um he gave me boards for a while with that brand and they were cool. They were like PS sticks wood. So they were sick, and he made wheels too. Nice. And uh, so this is like, I think '98. Yeah, summer '98. And this guy Frankie, you might have shot photos with him. He used to shoot photos for Thrasher and Slap and Philly.
0: I know his photos. I don't know if I've okay. ever met him though. I've never met him. Yeah. He looks a lot like Brian Gaberman, or Brian Gaberman
2: looks a lot like him. They look very similar. Nice. Same height. Twins. Hair color. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like they've probably gotten confused because they were both photographers too. And
0: Steve, <laughs> they got a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. And um, so this was '98,
2: and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. I want to go out to California for the summer, and just like, I want to meet the guys at Thrasher and all this stuff." I was like, "Well, I gotta come." He's like, "Well, yeah, I might just go by myself." I'm like, "Dude, I gotta come. Like, I gotta go with you. I have to." Yeah, right. So, like, you know, so
0: come I'm on, gonna, Frankie, come on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I saved up and I took all the money out of my savings account. I was like, all right, we're going.
0: like You're like, I got, I got $23. I got $23. I hope this gets me there. <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were gone for, I might be exaggerating, but I I feel like it was almost
2: two months we were gone. Sick. And, uh, That's a
0: good amount of time, dude. Yeah.
2: yeah. And we only stayed in one hotel the whole time. Huh. We literally go to skate parks and skate. And we would either go to a skate shop or meet people there and be like, Hey man, uh, we're from out of town. I was like, he shoots photos for Flasher, I don't know, like, why don't you take us to your spots or something? Maybe you can get a photo of Thrasher, I don't know. Solid and advice. And would be like, hey, uh, would it be cool if he, like, crashed on your floor or something? And, uh, that, like, somehow worked out the entire trip.
0: That's amazing. You must have had some good sessions with some people for them to yeah, trust you. so many people.
2: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> So we finally get to San Francisco, and we're in Phelps' office. And uh, we were like, hey, uh, do you know anyone that could maybe we stay with? And it was like, he's like, Kenny Reed, maybe? And um, and then he's like, Scott Bourne. Do you remember Scott Bourne? Black dude, arm?
0: that's two extremes, dude. Kenny Reed or Black Arm. So I, I met <laughs> Kenny Reed once before. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Kenny Reed. He yeah, said, that's a safer bet Bar- at that time. To, yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, so it was me, Frankie, and this his friend Lowell, and uh, this guy from Baltimore, and uh, so it's three of us. And <clears throat> so then I was like, "All right, um, can I've, I got Scott Bourne's number." I was gonna say I've heard
0: nothing but nice things about him, though.
2: Right. So <laughs> all I saw though was his pictures in the magazine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he. Had to I think, and it has, like, friendship tattooed around his neck, and he's holding a pistol up to an American flag and shooting next to it or something. Yeah, he's, like, and tattooed, like, his arms are yeah. completely tattooed
0: black, like, 100%, yeah. yeah. This dude
2: is a maniac, so I call him up, and I'm like, hey, you don't know me, but Jake Phelps said I <laughs> could possibly crash at your house with two of my other
0: friends. You got a referral yeah. from Jake Phelps, you're fine, yeah. bro, you're fine. <laughs> and he's like, oh,
2: he said that, did he? And I'm like, oh, God. And he's like, he's like, I'm just kidding, dude. Here's my address. Come on over, dude. Classic. So he lived at the bottom of H Street. Now, H Street, I, I haven't been out in San Francisco in a long time, but it used to be, like, really gnarly. Like, it's poor, you know what I mean? So it's like, for skateboarders, it's cheap way to live. You know, you live down there. It's inexpensive apartments.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. So
2: this was, like, a block away from the deluxe skate shop, if that gives you any idea in San Francisco. It does.
0: That, I've actually okay. been there.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah. So we're at H Street. We get to Scott's place. And we get inside, we meet him, and he has all these other skater dudes that are there. Ben Cron, he's like pro for Blood Wizard. Legend. Player, yep. And like, a bunch of gnarly dudes. And, uh, go back in his room, and, uh, he has hypodermic needles in plastic bags all over the room.
0: Gnarly. Like, pinned up on the walls. And I'm like,
2: um, Frankie, let's, let's just get a
0: hotel. <laughs> get yeah. And he, he got, got diabetes? Room, and
2: she's like, She's like Scott. What's up with all the needles? And he's like, Oh, I like to get high. I just don't want to get AIDS or something. And I'm like, Dude, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's and he's gnarly. Like, here. Yeah, and that's he's gnarly. Like, Dude, it's cool. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I, uh, he's like, This is a crack neighborhood. When I moved in, all the shit was here. I thought it was funny, so I just hung it up on the wall. Uh, all right. Scott's like almost like straight edge. He's I heard. Vegan.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like. You
2: know what I mean? Never judge a book by a cover. He was like the opposite of the way he looked
0: and skated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually had a podcast with someone not that long ago where I was like thinking Scott Bourne was some gnarly dude, and that's what they said. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he he was straight edge. He wrote poetry and stuff, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He wrote
2: books and stuff. He lives like in France or something.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But from from photos in like. Yeah. some groceries and stuff, you know, to help out for, like, you know, being so <clears throat> awesome. Being a, jo- being a jokester, because that's kind of gnarly about that, <laughs> like, for sure, take that down. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, a place that has earthquakes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about the, the, the weather, or, like, the fact that earthquakes could happen, but, yeah, you know? that makes perfect sense, uh, take that down, bro. <laughs> Did you like it's SF? Really cool. You liked SF, though. Skating in SF is pretty sick. Like, it's crusty. It's a different type of thing there, you know?
2: Yeah. So, bomb some so fun. And then, um, so I started working on a skate job. And then, uh, I, um, uh, and then I got a job at skate camp. Nice. And, uh, I went to, I got a job at Woodward and, um, uh, YMCA camp. The ones that, you know, like, it's element camp now. Yeah. Like, like it used to be in the 401s. Wait, so you, uh, you worked at both of them? I worked at both. So, I worked for, like four weeks at one and three weeks at the other the same summer and the element one was super fun and it was like the rules were a lot more relaxed on like what you could do and stuff like if you had to watch a park you could skate the park yeah if you watch a park you have to just sit there and watch it like a lifeguard
0: was the um california one was that um all skateboarding or was it mixed all skateboarding yeah biking scooters, no,
2: you know, no nothing, no rollerblading. Yeah. So that was the other thing. So I was like, oh, this is so sick. And it was, like, super nerdy, like, you had to go to campfire every night in your cabin. That sounds sick. It was like, so it's just like any 80s movie of what you think camp's like, you know what I mean? Doing all these nerdy, fun, they're fun, but it's, like, nerdy things. Yeah. And, uh, and that was awesome. So me and all my friends, we did that for, like, I did that for, like, nine summers. Wow. um, but... I met so many people in the industry from there and I I really feel like that was why I got hooked up by a lot of companies was like I had a different connection than other people that were like hooked up by brands you know what I mean because I had like I saw these kids like every day where like an Am or Pro if they're on a trip you know maybe they see somebody for an hour you know what I mean two hours you know depending and I'm like working with these kids and like Greg Carroll would come to camp all the time and, and he hooked me up with Venture Trucks and uh guy, Justin Williams, was a team manager with Greg.
0: Yeah, both those guys and, came um, on the show.
2: Did they? Yeah. Awesome. They're such great guys. Yeah. And uh, I felt like they really gave me, like, an opportunity, like, them hooking me up. And, like, that just led, like, to other brands, like, yeah. hooking me up years, you know, from that. That's sick. And,
0: that's um, sick. I, I kind of want to, like, stop there for a second because that's sick because, like, I'm always saying, like, there's so many ways to help skateboarding, you know, or to contribute. Like, you don't have to always be the best skateboarders. Like, some of my favorite pros weren't even the best at skateboarding, you know? Like, yeah. like kids, like, people coming up, they think, like, they got to be the gnarliest or the craziest or whatever. But I'm like, I really think a pro is someone who helps skateboarding grows and carries on tradition and keeps it in their life and grows to be an example of what a successful, happy, like, skateboarder is, you know? So, right. yeah, it's cool that you had an opportunity to get a job at a skateboard camp and build relationships and meet people and you know you're an influence no matter what whether you're doing a 20 stair or you're just like a nice person because it makes a difference you know so i know that like not everybody can be pro or whatever but like i feel like some of the people that work at that own skate shops are pros to me like my homie jv like he's never had a pro board but he's had a skate shop open for 20 years i'm like he's pro he should have a pro board you know yeah, like he took on the put the money into the business and invested in it and kept it going and is yeah. helping put people on skateboards. You know.
2: Yeah, you know, like and there's there's so many different kinds of pros. There's like you know and like a lot of them are just naturally talented. I feel like once they get to a point and like they they kind of ride off something they did in the past. You know, like like some of them. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. Like, there's certain guys that do that. That happens. And then there's like workaholics. You know what i mean that like works so hard like like um what's his name uh who's the st manager kelly hart
0: yeah kelly hart shred kelly hart. he hustles Dude, i i he, he parted ways with expedition but he was doing st manager
2: um A- expedition team manager pro skater and the nine club and nine. he's all over the place like doing trips and stuff all the time like Dude, like, I don't know how he juggles that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, you gotta be in. You gotta he's still, be in. And like, putting footage out, you know? Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> um, but, you know, I feel like the difference now is, like, when I'm saying, like, people are riding off what they did in the past, is like, that has come and gone because of, like, the money. You know, there was dudes that, like... You know, sat around and did nothing, and I'm like, how's this guy? Like, you know, like Jason Dill? Like, I don't know how he got paid for so long, because like, and he put these awesome video parts out, and then he wouldn't do anything for like years. And I'm like, like if you do that, at like where I work, you know
0: what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I did a good job two years ago. <laughs> I get fired. Dude. You gotta have the allure, dude. Some people have the allure. You gotta let it linger. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't add up <laughs> hey, you know, Some people pull it off, I guess
2: <laughs> yeah. But he, he's in a different place now I mean, he runs that whole brand He's, you know, he's gotta be there yeah. like, All day, every day Yeah. So, he went from, I guess, a good break To, like, you know but he's he, he's got to be earning some good money now. That brand seems very successful.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I haven't even I've never talked to him, but I've read all his interviews. He, he seems yeah. like a pretty uh interesting person. I'm I'm along the same lines as you. Like I worked my ass off for everything. I never felt like I could like put something out and then just rely on that to carry me into the next right. whatever. Plus, I didn't want to. I wanted to, like, do all this stuff. Because it's, like, part of the dream.
2: It's funny, because I was looking through some stuff I brought down, just, like, old Resolves. And I opened it up, and there was a picture of you. Hell,
0: yeah. Resolve. I I broke. Yeah, sick. I forgot about Resolve magazine, man. That's right.
2: You were definitely, I remember I went up to Skater's Island. I remember you were way ahead of, like, a lot of people at that time. You were doing, like, a lot of the flip slide tricks and drawing tricks down the rails. Yeah. like, I remember Atlantic City. At a trade show, you were freaking ripping, dude. Like, you trade-flipped over the pyramid to lip-slide down the handrail. Damn. And, I, like, <laughs> I feel like there was, like, only dudes, like, that were, like, pro doing stuff like that at that point. This is, like, Billy Marks error. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You were definitely, you had figured it out quick.
0: Yeah, I like, definitely, like, well, I, I realized there was a point where I was like, oh, I might be the only one doing this trick right now, like... I should right. do it just because it added up, you know. Like I learned yeah. enough to do it, where I was like, I gotta do this, you know. Like, <laughs> well, I was impressed. I was <laughs> Thank like, you. This guy
2: crazy, because <laughs> like you know those kind of tricks, you can't miss or you just eat
0: shit. Oh, well, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't just kind of try. <laughs> you know? I was su- I was super hungry and motivated too, because like my my backstory is broken family, so like i didn't really even have a safe home at the time you know so like i was just trying to work out my emotional issues through basically physically punishing myself you know like but it's it's powerful when you can learn tricks and you can start going for it and pushing it and you felt like i was was like felt like drunk from it you know so i i took it as far as i could go because i'm like i don't know i don't know it gave me comfort as weird as that sounds but it was like doing all that skating stuff that made me feel at home because i was just like focused on something it was something that i was earning and working towards and i was trying yeah. to understand it and i was like putting my whole life into it i didn't really have a plan b i just was like i want to be a skateboarder i didn't really have anything else to rely on so i was like fucking everything into that you know yeah but a lot with that comes a lot of anxiety and worry and stress and like when you define yeah, yourself you know
2: it's gotta be like- Every month, they're like, "All right, am I gonna get paid this month?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and you're you're breaking yourself off. Like, there's no other athletes that put themselves through like what skateboarders do. I feel like that, like, you know what I mean? Like, baseball and like football, it's like they literally like if, when they finally make it, they just have to show up. Yeah. And, like I even mean, if they sit on the bench, they get paid. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's insane. It's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like,
2: the paychecks they get, it's like. Unless you're a total idiot, like I don't know how you could
0: spend all that like that quick. With 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 that though, like if you get pampered like that, and and someone owns your industry or whatever, it becomes too uniformed. You know, it's like oh, yeah. those dudes have to follow every rule. They probably even like they can't even have like Andy Roy's or like fucking crazy men. Okay. it. you know what I mean. So like, it's like <laughs> well, you
2: know how skateboarders are. We're like the weirdest dudes on earth. <laughs> Skateboard chicks, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're weird people. Because alright, Naisha Houston. He just had the most insane video part. And what's the first thing everyone says? <laughs> it was sick.
0: What's up with his clothes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, who cares what he's wearing? Did you see his video part? But like that skateboarding. Well see, I'm it. I'm torn because I think things need to be said in jest. If it's funny, funny factor wins sometimes. Like right. I i I would say the same thing I'd be like yeah what the fuck is he wearing <laughs> he definitely was like that shirt looks a little big like it just to me looked like he was wearing his brother's big sweatshirt. He, <laughs> he had a drug rug on <laughs> yeah. but no but but see I'm the first to go I'm full of shit because it's amazing skateboarding I could never take that away but it's like, it's like some people say I look like Nicolas Cage and like right. I can't even get mad because I'm like I kind of see it so I'm like yeah that's funny you gotta say it <laughs> so no one's above scrutiny with skateboarders you know like we gotta i think because it's like music you know it's like people put their all into their skating and who they are and their identity they form their identity through what they learn from a skateboard so it's like it's kind of yours like you kind of own a piece if you put enough of your life and time and energy into it you kind of carved out a unique version of yourself in skating so like i think that's why because talent can't just win skating because then i mean that's like
2: like jason dill like yeah. Like, he's such an interesting character on top of, like, you know, being such an amazing skater. Like, yeah. That's why, like, he could sit around for a year or two and do nothing. Yep. And, like, people are still stoked on him because he's just Jason Dill. They you get. Know what
0: I mean? They get more than just, like, points or just talent. There's some substance or something deeper behind him that, you know, you like about him or someone. Or it's interest or something. Yeah. like. But that's the allure. Like if some people have it, they have it, you know. Some people have that classic style where they could put like a Tom Penny where you could put out a part every and disappear and people still want to see you again, you know? Oh yeah,
2: Gino. Yeah. There's so many people like that. Van, like Van Aylin today he's probably my favorite like guy right now. Uh Anthony Van England. Yeah, of course. And he's just like all skate, I feel like. You know, he's not about like talking about himself or anything like that. He just skates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and he's like a madman. He comes or you know, like It seems like he's skating
0: faster as he gets older. Faster. I know. Digger. And,
2: like, or that um, Nick Steen. You ever seen him skate? I have, yes. He, He was another, like, guy that used to work at camp, and he's all hooked up now, and he's outrageous. Like... It takes, like, five extra pushes that are even, like, unnecessary, but so cool.
0: I mean, I skate with Westgate, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, just some dude that you're like, how the fuck did he generate that much power or pop or, like, speed or something? I I know, because
2: Westgate's not a very tall man. No. (laughs) It's insane, like, how high he can ollie. And it's like, I was joking over the weekend, we were in some spot, and there was a bike rack that was, like, over belly button high on me, and, like... I'm five eleven. Yeah. And I'm like, Westgate could grind this. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: like, laughs> That's what we say too. <laughs> we go around like, we need to bring him here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, don't understand him like at all.
2: Like, could we get a skate lesson with him? How to pop a three sixty flip waist uh, style?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just like, I think he's just so small. He's like shaped like Popeye, and he's super strong. So like, yeah, like, I don't know.
2: And, uh, Paul Schmidt said it well once. He said, he said it's like uh muscle to mass. And he's like he's like short guys, he's like they're like gymnasts. He's like and their tenants are shorter so they respond faster. Yeah. So he's like a lot of times a short guy if they're strong and they're light, they can blast. Yeah. You know, and then like like Levi Brown, who can holly like crazy high, you know, he's just really lanky, but like his tenants it's like longer for him to respond. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You know? Yeah, and but there's strengths and weaknesses to both styles for sure. Oh totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the so, middle I feel like I'm in the middle I don't even know how tall I am maybe five nine maybe five ten I don't know yeah. but like I'm not too tall but I'm not like super short I always I wish I was a little short, shorter I mean, I've, I've hung out with you in
2: person before and
0: you know what I mean I don't feel like I tower you so. no no yeah <laughs> um I always wish I was a little shorter just because I feel like front side three sixties and backside 360s would be easier and okay. I could be wrong but like all like yeah, <laughs> I've just seen like small people. I remember Carlos DeAndre. That dude had oh, yeah. a sick like, ass front three, back three. Yeah, Billy Pepper. Remember his front threes and yeah, back me yeah. three, back threes. And Westgate's got some classic ones. And I feel like it's just because they're so small, they can like compress and wind up and just twist it super fast. Yeah, whips it around. I always wanted to though. Like if you watch any old
2: video from like eighty nine, like ninety, ninety one, when the boards are real big. Yeah, like ten inch. Like, everybody seemed like, in every video part, they could do an all Impossible, a front three, a back three, a big spin, a front side big spin, on those gigantic boards. And I always wonder, like, because the tail's so wide, like, does your foot stay on better?
0: You oh, maybe. I mean? like, maybe. I never thought of that.
2: You know? Because if you, if, like, if you go back and just go on YouTube and watch some old videos like Shackle Me Not, or, like, uh, Hocus Pocus, or, um... Dave Schlossbach's videos, Quiet Storm, nice. stuff like Sal Barbier, stuff like that, those guys. All of those guys, like Matt Hensley, he's just right down the street, like back three, perfect, like one foot.
0: Yeah, tweaked, yeah.
2: And it didn't really look like they were trying, you know what I mean? Like, I imagine,
0: climb, I imagine they just figured out the spin, because like, they would whip it around so fast that they could get their foot off too, you know? You're like, how oh, yeah. fuck? Guesswork to me, bro. Guess work to me. I can kind of back three, kind of, sort of. I can do it better out of things. Nice. Like, if I have, like, a little bump. Yeah, like, yeah, a little booster.
2: Yeah, yeah like, I, I, so, on Wednesday nights, I run this, like, my friend AJ has, like, this skate space in Philly. AJ so Cone, like, right? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, AJ Cohn. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he has a skate space, like, in Philly, and it's for, like, it's, like, skate lessons, and it's, like, for, like, pretty much for the weekend, Saturday, and Sunday, and he does, like, that, and then he does summer camps in the summer, and uh, Wednesday nights, I run it for him, and we do skate night Wednesday night. I do it, like, 7 o'clock, so it's, like, the break the week up for everybody, and uh, it's super fun. It's hardwood floors, and uh, you can move all the ramps around. There's, like, there's some small wedge ramps that are, like, perfect for blasting tricks off, and, like, front threes and back threes are, like, like they feel super good off those things yeah i
0: can already picture it i feel like i've seen some clips online and like there's certain grounds that you can like get them to work super good on if the yeah. ground's like crispy enough you get a good enough pop and you can kind of slide it a little for me for sure right. <laughs>
2: i see i always hear like the back three they're like you just you just like scoop it and like i feel like for me that doesn't work because i'll sit there and scoop it all day and then all i do too so i have to like <laughs> Ollie and Scoop at the same time, if that makes sense. No, it does. That's my struggles, yeah. too. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So, if I, if I do that and I remember, I can get it all around without, like, sliding on the ground. Yeah. But it's, like...
0: That's right. So, the cake... How many kids do you have, and what's the age limit, and how's it work?
2: So, Wednesday night's just, like, open to anybody. Which, and the cool thing is, a lot of... There's a lot of, like, parents that skate with their kids around this area. Yeah. Like, not, like, a lot, a lot, but, like, let's say there's, there's like, five that come the dad skates and the son skates like every week and they show up that's sick kids, which is awesome yeah really? and then it's just like a lot of the other younger kids but every week there's probably like at least 12 people like on wednesday night that show up for it
0: dude that's and, a uh, solid amount of people for a good session
2: yeah and it's you know it's heated and then and it has air conditioning in the summer so that's nice. like it's perfect so in the summer last summer i, I helped run a skate camp there and, uh, I did that for six weeks until my wife, um, had her daughter.
0: Nice. Congrats. And, uh,
2: yeah. So.
0: Your first child? Uh, first child. Nice, you know, dude. Heavy, um, heavy, heavy, heavy.
2: <laughs>
0: nice changer. <laughs> How old are you right now? I'm 41. Nice. Nice.
2: So, I was just, my birthday's in July, so I was
0: 41 when she was born. Wow. First. Damn, were you were you like? Is this something you like pictured when you were younger?
2: I always figured I'd have like you know a kid or two or whatever, but like yeah, it's just it got later and later, and I was like, well, maybe it's not gonna happen or whatever. But um, I got married, uh, and uh, my wife, she's younger than me, and she's just very very driven, like, on, like, everything she does, like, when she wants to do something, she plans everything, and it's great, because, like, it helps me stay organized, but, like, she's just like, all right, we get married, she's like, all right, we need to start having a kid now, I'm like, now? She's like, we're not getting any younger, Ronnie, let's get
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if those boys can float. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, so it, it's cool, yeah, it's like, uh, every day, I pick her up from daycare, so I'm done at three, and, uh uh, daycare is, like, school for, you know, babies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, and you know, I have paperwork, see, you know, what they did today. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All over yet, did they start crawling? You know what I mean? Like, there's just all this stuff. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, they don't tell you this. Like, you get, you have a kid, and it's, like, you have this anxiety, like, because you're always, like, worried about the kid. Like, you know? Is she okay at daycare? Is she okay driving home? Like, you know what I mean yeah. she, she slept in the other day till like 8.30 in the morning which is sleeping in for a baby and like my wife and I both get up and we're like oh my god and mm-hmm.
0: then she's fine <laughs> but, you know <laughs> I do know cause the idea of having a kid to me is like I mean I've gotten better about it as I've gotten older I'm 35 now but um right. 10 years ago the idea of a kid just terrified me cause I was like yeah. I don't even know who I am or how I really feel or like I just was like, I don't know if I could take on another life, you know, like, <laughs> but I imagine, you know, as you get older, you can be, you kind of go for it no matter what. I don't, there's no, it, you just have to be very aware. You know, yeah. All the time. Like very like, all right, she's eating,
2: like, all right, like I got to keep an eye on her. So, you know, if she starts choking, I'm right there. Or like, you know, like, you know, like wherever she is, you just got to be very, very aware. And I, I honestly, I think from working at skate camps for so long, yeah. like, you know, being, I mean, we're in a skate camp, overnight skate camp. You're a babysitter, you're a professional babysitter, but you happen to skateboard. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, I mean, you spend more time with those kids than the parents do, you know, especially there for a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah, and, for sure, for sure, you know. And that just taught me, and that's what led me to be wanting to be a school teacher, you yeah. know, um, you know, just that. I, I i don't mind working with kids and it's not it's definitely not for everyone. you gotta have a lot of patience I mean you know giving skate lessons now like it's like you gotta be calm and like you know running a skate camp there's kids that just get upset or they you know they they get in a fight with someone else over something stupid, and it's like at that moment though that means the world to them, yeah, you know yeah and then, you know and getting them calmed down and getting them excited about like doing this you know
0: yeah the and, uh, the thing for me that like For the skate lessons, the things for me was, like, just realizing that I had to be myself and not treat them like they're that little. You know, you got to find, like, where they're at. Like, especially with skate lessons, I have kids that are, like, seven years old, eight. I have boys and girls. I actually have a lot of girls right now. I have a lot of girls right now, too. It's sick. It's so sick. But, um, it's, like, learning to do a lesson is just to really get to know someone and know where, especially a little kid, because they're afraid and it's all new to them. And they're like, I'm trying to figure out the words to describe how it's going to feel and what they're going to do to achieve it and what they need to, you know, you got to find the words to kind of explain it to them on their level. And you can't treat them like they're dumb either, you know, like, I don't know. The more I do lessons, the more I'm like, these kids are so bright. They're going to like... They're so sharp. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'm like, these kids can... They're going to be doing the Olympics-type stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it's getting crazy. It's going to get crazy. Because kids, yeah. I, they have so much potential. And the younger you can teach them to harness that potential and focus it in on something and give them right. a foundation, you know, yeah, like... a whole thing. Yeah. Like, especially now, because skating like... You know, it's so different
2: from where I started, where you had to go find a, you know, tape, or you saw someone, you know, somebody in your neighborhood skate in person. Like, you just... Go on the computer you can see all these people skating doing all these crazy tricks. Yeah. Then you go to a skate park and you're like, this could be the make or break moment where like you have a bad experience, you might never want to skate again. Yeah. That's why like I think skate you know skate lessons are important just to get your foundation. Because if you have your foundation then you can go organically grow like every other skateboard where you meet friends and then you feed off each other and like
0: you, you know, don't you take a horrific you don't take a yeah. horrific injury because you know, skateboarding is dangerous and you need help in the beginning a little bit just to like so you can get over the fears because it's scary to try, like dropping in and like and a lot of times people are kids are excited and they rush to it. They rush to like, Oh, I can do this and then right. they take like a gnarly slam and it's like we could have avoided that, you know, like <laughs> and right. And they just need to know like proper foot placement like how to find their balance and center themselves and learn how to push and turn sideways and carve like the basics the fundamentals that you're talking about it's nice yeah. to have someone be able to tell you about them you know and kids are super sharp so they get it super quick it's ridiculous yep yep
2: because then like the little things that you might your skating switch you can kind of relate more to the kid like oh you gotta put your weight this way cause you can't do it as well where you're kind of like relearning some basic things like you know like walk the dog where you do like a wheelie yeah go back and forth and you,
0: try down that switch
2: yeah like around the park
0: it's not the easiest thing. Like, I, I do the same with my lessons. I'll skate switch, yeah. like, pump around the corners, switch when they're doing right. it regular because they'll do it. That's another thing I learned about the lessons, too, is like, I got to let them do it, keep going, especially on transition. I'm like, repetition, you got to do it a lot because the best way to learn something is to experience it. So the more you experience it, the more you'll find your balance and get comfortable and it'll be less scary and you'll find, like, your style, you know? So, like, I'll just start doing it switch to try to, like, so I'll, for precisely what you were saying, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. It's nice you re- you relearn it the opposite way while they're just getting it.
2: I don't think it makes you a better skater at all, like you know. Yeah. What I mean? It's like especially like you know like when I worked at skate camp too, like that, like Woodward, um, like I just went there last weekend. For nice. They do, they're doing this cool thing with shops, like where they invite a shop down to skate and stay for the weekend and film and edit, and then go back and then go get them pamphlets and tell you
0: know. Their local kids about camp. Yeah, like spread so the that's, word. That's how they're doing promotions
2: right now at Woodward.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah.
2: So, my friend owns this shop in Medford, New Jersey called Curbside, and that's who I do a lot of skate lessons with um, during through the week.
0: Sick and, name, uh, sick name. Yeah. And, um,
2: and then AJ, I run his thing on uh, Wednesday night, but that's usually that's more like skate park format on Wednesday night because most of the kids already can skate. But once in a while, a kid will show up where they they saw, like, my post for it that just, you know, it's beginner, beginner, and I'll spend some time with them, and a couple of the other younger kids are really cool kids, and they'll help out, too. Yeah. Because I've had a couple kids where they almost left because I could just see how intimidated they were. Yeah. And one of the kids that I used to teach, I'm like, can you go work with this kid for a minute? Because he just, I need you to work with him just because you're, like, his age. Yeah. He'll listen to you more than he's going to listen to me right now kid skated the rest of the night and had a blast yeah I mean, and he would and that could have been a kid that might
0: have never skated again or worse or worse jumped on a scooter yeah <laughs> <Child abuse. laughs> no but but i I agree dude sometimes like I, sometimes like my skate lessons the things i like about them is that Usually after like four or five or maybe six sometimes, they're usually like got their foundation down and they're just like my skate buddies now. They don't even take lessons after a while. They right. just, I'm just like a mentor after that. I'm just like, all right, don't fuck up. Be a good example of a human basically, you know, like. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. You know I mean?
2: like, you know, the rest of the world doesn't like us as a whole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, skateboarders, like, we're weird people. Like, you know, like we were talking about before, I mean, Who else watches a video part and then goes, it was really sick? He has pants, though. like I mean, what other group of people do that?
0: If he had, like, Simon Woodstock's, like, clown pants on, though, I'm going to make fun of him, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking pants, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Simon came on the podcast, too. (laughs) He's the man, dude. I was so hyped to get to talk to Simon Woodstock. Like, just grow. You definitely were hyped on him, for sure, right? For sure. Yeah.
2: Simon a sponsored skater, yeah. and then he found his niche being weird, but like he could build these crazy skateboards and like he'd go to a contest on a surfboard and do a freaking tray flip on it. Like, Dude, how do you do that? <laughs> He's
0: so gnarly, yeah, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like some of that stuff I always think is cool, but like at the same time, like I kind of get like, I don't know why, I'm just like, just
0: like, don't take it that far. Yeah, it's just kind of far because you, yeah. question, you question the motive because it's like. Why are you still It was like when Mike V was fighting everyone I'm like why is he fighting there is this a gimmick? That's what you that's what it comes to same with like a Simon like where you're like all right it worked. He kind of talked about it on the podcast actually. I have to go back and listen to that one. But okay. But yeah, that's what my thing is. I'm always like is this a gimmick? Like what? Cuz a lot of skating that matters to us is like why do you do it? You know? Like when you meet someone you can tell they skate because it's like an outlet for them, or it's their artistic expressive expression, or you know, like someone who doesn't want anything, they just you, they just like to skateboard because it helps them. Like those are people. You're like, yeah, these people are awesome skateboarders. You know, and right. occasionally occasionally you meet someone, you're like, they do some crazy shit. We were kind of talking touching on that earlier. where like, dudes used to try to fit in and dress a certain way or skate a certain it way. It was yeah. Like,
2: and it was so annoying Yeah. And I, I like, <laughs> You gotta understand, like, from 91 to 92 was such a crazy time in skateboarding. Like, boards were changing rapidly from, you know, these super wide boards to footballs. Wheels were getting smaller. Pants were getting bigger. Shirts were getting bigger. The thing that I thought was so cool, though, was we literally had this whole outfit and this whole kit that no one else in the world had. Yeah. Even though we looked freaking ridiculous. (laughs) I just felt like, you know what I mean, for a little while I felt like so cool and special, like, I'm so different than you. (laughs) Even though I look like a complete idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember... I was like, dude, I can't see my feet like you were talking about before. And I was like, so I started getting slimmer pants. And my friends who skated made fun of me. I started bigger wheels because I kept getting flat spots. I got made fun of for that, too. Fucking
0: sellout. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, was like, I
2: don't care. I don't care. Like, I'm sick of not being able to see my feet. And I'm sick of getting flat spots. So I'll ride bigger. And i tried <laughs> like, 45s. And I got made fun of
0: because they were called big wheels. So oh, my like, God. 45s. <laughs> That's so small so. well good you're an official skateboarder you took you took in some punishment Yeah. (laughs) that's amazing yeah did you get did you have the board i believe you had a board out right ronnie yeah i've had a i had a couple um so where'd that where'd you where let's kind of try to transition back into the skate history of right okay
2: so i um Venture trucks that's that's where we
0: ended on. oh yeah ears and uh, Greg yeah yeah so um, I got on that
2: and then um, do you remember counterculture clothing yes okay so um, the team manager they used to sponsor this other guy out here and his name was Mike Harper and he was a super ripper he was in he had like a, he had one or had two published photos ever. But he ollieed two flat loading docks in a row that were 12 feet each.
0: What the fuck?
2: (laughs) Let me just put this in perspective, okay? Pete Eldridge, years later, when he got on Mystery, and he had that video part, he turned pro again, like, after bootleg. Remember he he wasn't pro for, like, three years? Yeah. And then he came back. So he called me, and he was like, hey, where's that loading dock? I think I can switch one idiot. And he went there, and, like, you know and I know how good Pete is and how...
0: No, I sorry, Pete. Yeah. That, that that's gonna be tough. Would you get text? No, I uh, update thing All oh, right. nice. um, There's no tornadoes or anything. Nothing we should yeah. be worried. About. Amber alert? Anything? Nope. All right. We're All right. Good. All right. Um, <laughs> when he went
2: there and he was just like, I ain't fucking switch twenty of
0: that. And like, you know, he's, in that video part, he switched noseblunt like
2: Clipper. Yeah, he he's fucking he gnarly, like, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And uh. Did he ollie so, it? That's the real question.
2: This dude ollied it he also switched ollie and landed on fell, right. and he um he ollie just for fun sometimes so just imagine jeff raleigh six foot tall with size 13 shoes this was like this guy mike harper okay sounds sick and, and he was like a trip dude because he's like that dude at the bar that's like yeah dude i was ripping today like and like oh man i was just killing it and you're like He's a cool dude, and, like, he really could back up his skating. Like, I've just but,
0: never heard a skateboarder talk like that. No, but, it's yeah, crazy. there's, like, a term. It's, like, over, bro, where you're, like, right. and I've had dudes do that, where they come up, and they kind of, like, start talking about themselves to you and tell you, like, I have this one dude in mind that comes up, and he's just, like, yo, like, out of the blue. Just, like, didn't even say hi to me yet. And it's just, like, yeah. yo, like, I did, like, this kickflip front nose slide down a 14 the other day, and it's, like, Maybe he did. I doubt it. He probably right. could. He probably could. But I think he's living in the past. And like, why didn't he just say hi to me first? <laughs>
2: See, he, I was friends with him, so I didn't mind it. You, you, was, tolerated like, it. That,
0: you tolerated yeah. it. You tolerated it.
2: I always felt like people that didn't know were like, what is this dude? And he's big. He had iced earrings. You yeah. know what I mean? He was like, he was like kind of like a white thug dude. Yeah. You know, like,
1: and my God though, dude. He could ollie anything Sick He could switch And he could back tail And he could switch back 50 The um, Federal
2: Rail That's in Philly It's the one with the kink Tom asked to switch Front boarded it In a mystery video
0: Gnarly the
2: Old Eastern Exposure Jerry Fisher lip slit it And he like Goes into traffic Yep He like Just one day over there He just tries to switch Back fifty fifty down it. like This is like 1996 Gnarly just, just for the heck of it Yeah Gnarly he Almost does it No camera Legend you know? Legendary <laughs> he's a plumber now skates once in a while That's you know a, what I mean I'm sure he can still backtail anything he puts in front of him yeah
0: those big guys like sometimes they just like they still got it in them years later and you're like how the fuck do you still have that in you yeah. yeah
2: so he was getting stuff from counterculture and then he got in trouble and he had to do some time and cause he would get in fights with people and like you know but it was he would get in fights to protect his friends but in Jersey it's three strikes and you go to jail yeah and he wound
0: up going to jail for a while. That's, that's kind of like a Mike V thing. Like, it, imagine if Mike V used that excuse every try. He's like, oh, it's for my friends. It's for skateboarding. You're like, uh, how many fights this month, yeah. though? Like, there's a quota. Like, maybe once a year, you'd be like, getting a fight? I don't know. <laughs> he, he never really, he never, this dude never looked for him,
2: but he was just, you know. Bad luck. his hands in his pockets. And, it happens. You know? It happens. So, so this, the team manager called me, and he was like, hey, dude, um. You know you, you ride for threads and sleds and uh you know we sell clothes there and uh, I, I heard you know you like you know you skate really well for your area or whatever and like we'd like to hook you up and i was like all right sick man send me a, send me a box yeah dust, he started sending me, off. you know yeah. send me clothes and and then they started doing um ads and trans world and and stuff like that what that's sick that. that's sick they, um sent me on some trips so i got to go to damn am because of that and tampa am and um, so, and then I wound up doing um, pretty well at Tampa. in the one year, um, I got—I think it was 2001. I think I ended up like 11th nice. overall. My my goal was—I was, was like—I gotta get top 10 because I don't have a board sponsor. I had like automobile Wheels, um, Venture Trucks, America Flow, and uh, Counterculture, and I had a shop, but no boards. You know, and I could get boards from the shop, but I was like, I want to ride for a board company. Yeah. What's next? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, well, if I get top ten, there's, I got a better chance of maybe someone coming up and talking. To me. And like, so I landed every trick in every run, but I did the same tricks. And I didn't have like a team manager there to tell me, hey, you know, switch it up. Why well,
0: you just, know, just like played it safe? You did like consistent team, stuff.
2: I landed everything, and I used the whole park. Yeah. You know I mean? So that's sick. It was, like, and Mike St. Clair even came up to me and he goes, dude, you skated really well and he was one of the judges. Hell yeah. But like, you know, I was like, oh, cool, you know, and then like, and then it came and, you know, dude, PJ Ladd beat me and like, he was <laughs> the one that got the top 10. And now look, this is when PJ had just put out Wonderful Horrible Life. Nice. All right, so he had that going for him. He's PJ Lad.
0: He got 10th, you know, 11th, even 11th is impressive to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, and then PJ skated amazing at practice. Hell yeah. I
2: mean, but like when his run came, he really didn't land that many tricks, but he did a kickflip feeble down one of the rails. And like, he was in your bracket of, it was like you, him, Billy Marks were like, other than like big time pros were doing flip, slide, grind tricks on rails, like skate park. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody at that point except like Heath Kerchard. And, like, these guys were doing this stuff, like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I remember PJ. PJ had a moment out here for sure. Wonderful, horrible life, and then everything after that. Yeah. Was ridiculous. so he, he moved
2: up. So, you know, and then I went home and went back to the skate shop, and I was the buyer for, like, all the skate stuff for the shop because they sold surfboards and uh, snowboards also.
0: Oh, so you bought you were the buyer for that too? For Just skating. Just oh, okay, skating. okay. I didn't, I didn't go in the other realms. That's cool, though. People. That's yeah. cool to kind of learn the behind-the-scenes side of the shop and, like, do the ordering. So um,
2: I did that, and then, like, you know, some of the companies were like, oh, you were going down at Tampa. You know, how was it? And, like, I was like, yeah, it was cool, man. Like, I had a lot of fun. They were like, oh, did you uh, skate? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how did you do? And I, I was like, I told them, and they were like, oh, my God, you did so well. And I was like, I, I guess, like, you know, like, to me, like, top five, like, you know, like, you did really well. Like, uh, <laughs> that's just, I don't know. In my head, that's what I think. But whatever.
0: And uh, so, and then it- I wound up getting... Bob Lacido, he's doing screw skateboards. he, he didn't, doesn't he wear a speedo? Yes he does. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Um, he did a brand called Seed. I have That's nice. I remember Seed, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh sick, dude. That's way rad. So and then here's me. The- <laughs> nice look at the spring chicken right there, bro. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: He did this, and um, he called me and asked me to ride for it. I was like, "Well, he done screw, and he did
0: transit. Mike V had ridden for him." And, transit and, was sick. Charlie Wilkins too, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. exactly. And Stacy Laurie, Tom. Oh,
0: sick, sick. Carchurst. Damn yeah. heavy.
2: So like, I was like, "Yeah, put me on the team, dude." You know, and they didn't
1: even have boards yet. Like they were just like it was so new. Yeah. So I ran around for them for a while, and uh,
2: he gave me he gave me the board, like the pro model. Damn. Then like years later, so that was 2006. So I was at Tampa and you were there too with Birdhouse, and you skated the pro contest also, but you weren't pro. Like you didn't have a board yet.
0: Yeah, they like let me skate in it. Right. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sick. So I remember you like skating. I remember like talking to you at practice.
2: So I'm like, oh shit. Like I remember you from like Beast of the East. Like yeah, you
0: know, oh Beast of the East was so right. sick. I forgot about yeah.
2: those. So I. I Skated the pro, and then um, I uh, made the semifinals, and then I think I ended up, like, 31st overall. That's pretty so, good, dude. There was, like, 200 kids or something. Yeah, so it was, like, the first pro I ever skated, and I, you know, I made that, I made that was what I got. So that was the best I ever did at, like, Tampa. That's sick. Like, like I stayed, like, in the 40s for a bit, maybe 50s, and then, like, um, the last, like, Few times I went, I just fucking blew it. But it's just like it sucked because like I was always like, man, I just want to like make the semis, or close to it again, just because I have a full time job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do. Because <laughs> you know, like ninety eight percent of those people, that's their full time job. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, if I could just make it like one more time, like you know what I mean? i would just be so cool. Like just like, because I work full time.
0: It'd feel like a win. Sign. Yeah. So, Cause that that adds pressure on you, dude. What were you doing for work at that time? I still I've always been a school teacher. I oh, that's right. Yeah, but so, you're you gotta divide your time up. You know, like it takes you away yeah. from your board for sure. Exactly. So and it's funny because like some of those kids that were so good at skating that like the whole world was given to them. It was kind of like a it kind of hit them in the face really hard. You know, like a lot of oh, dudes yeah. downsized because they're just all they ever did was focus on skating and, and they got like a arrested development where they didn't. Figure out some dudes never even got real jobs, you know. Oh, I know. Crazy. It's always good to have work ethic to know that, you know.
2: Oh, for sure. So, this is
0: wow, this is sick.
2: So, this was um, so this was Antherseed, this was Keystone, nice out of uh, Pennsylvania. And um, the com- this company was, I, I was really psyched on this company. Is that I a full kind of dip? One. Yeah, nice. And um, uh, so, and it's screen print too
0: yeah so, that artwork's sick I love octopuses yeah so I
2: always
0: thought an octopus would be cool like, octopuses you know. or octopus eye <laughs> <So, laughs> that's yeah, fucking yeah. sick dude that's way sick yeah and then um did you have board a you had a board from there. seed though right yeah yeah nice I had a jersey
2: devil on it oh sick so it was kind of like a tribute to Tom Krahalski he was a Bert pro for vision nice and he was known as the jersey devil oh so, epic and then I wrote for Outlook for a short minute right um, he was like, he, he like was like, yeah, dude, just come ride for me. And he paid for all these things. And like, he got boards out real quick for me. It was on South central wood, which is like really good wood. Sick. If you ever skated their boards ever, but they're like, they make like politic and bacon and they do a lot of shop boards for the East coast. It's like, kind of like if people don't use Chapman, they use them. Nice. And, uh, so they're really good boards. So I was like super psyched on that. And like, um, he was, like, I guess he was, like, a freestyle skater or something in the 80s. The
0: guy who owned it, this guy Vinny. But he was, he was just like, keeping it going, yeah. huh? He was hyped on and, it? And, he, and, like, I thought it was cool because, like,
2: this is, like, um, you know, like, 2007, 8, around then. And uh, so he still sold boards on his website that were freestyle boards, and, like, nobody except Powell Pearl to had it. And I thought it was kind of cool that he, like, still had vert boards and, like, band boards and, like... You know what I mean like it's like different it kind of like how skating's more acceptable now than yeah. it was then but I thought it was cool like how he kind of kept it punk rock and was just like I don't give a shit like this is what I want to make yeah and like full, on it. he just um we just had like a falling out just cuz like he had like a lot of other stuff going on in his in his life other than just the skate brand yeah you know what I mean and I, was, I and like you know so we just parted ways and then, um, this guy Dan did this thing called, uh, Keystone, and they used to have the boards made out in Lancaster, PA, so the boards were made there, they were screened there, and, like, you know, we could, like, I could call them and change the shapes and stuff, and it was super awesome, and it was, like, I feel like it's funny, because, like, this is, like, what people are looking for now, where they, like, you know what I mean, like, short runs, screen printed, like, handmade, like, yeah. You know I and mean? it was, like, when they were doing this, it was just, uh... The guy who owned it he was, he worked at UPS at night for healthcare and it was just too much for him because he like basically worked like 15 hour days.
0: yeah, that's an gnarly job for sure yeah yeah
2: so <clears throat> so I did that and then um bacon skateboards took me out for a while nice from Oregon and um, I wrote for them for a while and then um I just decided to do my own thing but this is another keystone. This is like a skate camp
0: little skate pirate. Yeah, because oh, there's element camp out there that they, they
2: always call us the skate pirates. Oh, sick. It's on a lake where it's, like... Because YMCA is young uh, men's a Christian academy. Yep. And, like, so they have, like, family camp and, like, band camp and then skateboarders. And it's up in the mountains. It's summertime. It's dry. So everybody's always covered in dirt. Mm, you know nice. what I mean? so yeah. they're, like, dirty pirates of the lake. <laughs> so sick. it's like, a tribute to that. <laughs> and then, um... I decided, I was like, you know what, I, I just want to make my own boards. So, I started doing Metropia. Sick, man. And uh, this is a shape one. So, this is like, um, kind of like a hookups Jeremy Klein. Nice. So it's supposed to be like an old rubbish sheet.
0: This one. I like the veneer, the green veneer on the bottom. Yeah. Sick.
2: So, <clears throat> I do this. And, so, I do all my boards like popsicle and shape, but they're for street skating. Nice. And that was kind of my angle. Like, So, it was like, ni- this is supposed to be like a 1991 street shape. And the wheelbase is shorter, so um, it's good for street. Where a lot of times, shapeboards today, the wheelbase is longer. Oh, yeah. It's more like vert. Yep. Because, so, like, on street, you want it really between, like, 14 and, like, like under 14 and a half for it to feel good. And um, you use Chapman, right? Yeah, right? yeah. So most of those, if you measure the wheelbase, like, probably the widest wheelbase they have is, like, 14 and a quarter, except for, like, that 9-inch shape he has. Yeah. Um, I, I just, like, I'm... From being a shop teacher, I'm such a skate nerd. So <laughs> I like I measure
0: everything. Yeah. And, um, it's good I to know. It's good to know too, because certain tricks for certain wheelbases, you know. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Let me find it. Like my frontside flips are way different with when I have a longer wheelbase.
1: Yeah.
0: That's nice that you you're into woodworking. That's so sick. Yeah. Do so you ever build anything for yourself, like besides? Well, I was show you one. Oh. Oh, rad, rad. And
2: so this is from a giant sheet of plastic that I cut down, and then I shaped it, drilled it, all that. That's sick, so, man. And this is like a low-profile rail, so it's like the ones you'd see in like the old rubbish sheep or hocus-pocus. Yep. For street. So that was like the point behind me, so. Nice. I made all these myself, by hand. What's the name? Uh, it's just Metropia rail, so I call it rails. Oh, nice. Nice,
0: that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah.
2: These are this plastic here is actually the guy who used to make rails for Steve Rocco in the late eighties, early nineties. Hell yeah. Um I got my hands on some of his leftover plastic that he's made. So That's epic. And then um let me let me get up for one second, I'm gonna grab something else.
0: Please do, please do. I'm gonna smoke some weed, Ronnie. <laughs> Nice. What do we got here? Hear me. Yep. All right.
2: <clears throat> so I'm such a skate nerd, so this is like one of my boards for my brand. Hell yeah. Um, but I take them when I get them, and um, I recut them. So the nose on this originally was um, from the truck holes here was seven and um, one eighth. Yeah. It's now seven. And the tail used to be seven, and now it's six and three-quarters. What? And, like, for me, like, I like everything, like, a certain height and everything. Like, just the way it responds. And for me, it just feels better. And I feel like as you skate and you have, like, what you know, um, there's, like, a complete right I had everything. So, like, you know, 53-milliliter wheels, like, indie 144s. But nice. I put extra washers so it goes out as far as possible. So this is, like, eight and a half. And um you know and then I do the same thing where I shape the tail like so it goes in and I like it a little bit blunt. yeah because um, I like to do switch tail blocks on ramps Oh uh, nice. And, like, so um, you know if it's real like y there's nothing it'll just slide out. Kind of gives
0: it. you a little bit of flatness almost
2: right. yeah. <laughs> so but I like it I like tray flip tricks so like I like it cut in so it scoops real well like yeah, I just feel like, if I can't switch tray flip like on my board, like I I just like I hate the board. <laughs> <laughs> I know mean, it sounds I'm just like, oh this thing sucks. Like I need a different shape. <laughs> I love switch
0: tray flips. I'll agree yeah. to that. So. <laughs> that's right. Sick man. Well that sounds awesome. And uh I was watching some of the videos. You have a team, right? Yeah. So I got um, just two two guys now. Um Tom McLaughlin and Kyle Barton. Yeah, nice. So
2: his friends made a video that's coming out it's gonna be premiere at nocturnal um on friday it's called um i'm pretty sure it's stale tape nice stale tape but uh the video is going to premiere at the shop at nocturnal this friday friday 13th oh perfect he's got a full part and he's he's really sick he's younger and he's real hungry and then the other guy i hook up is this guy kyle barton he's been a ripper forever he's a little bit older um, he lives up in Jersey City and he works full time and he's like a computer like analyst and it's super funny cuz like he'll come home like he came home over the weekend and skate it and then like he won't skate like for another week or two weeks and he gets more clips than like all of us. So <laughs> good. And he's like all right I'll uh, I'll see you in, like two weeks. <laughs> like I like can I just have your talent? And He's like you can you can you can take it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like and he can do like anything like You'd sit there and be, like, all right, I bet you, like, you know, $100, like, you can't do, like, you know, like, like a double, like, switch tray flip or something. He'll sit there and he'll learn it, like, and he'll get it, like, you know, for that $100. He yeah. he tries or whatever. He can do anything.
0: Yeah, that's sick. There's certain dudes yeah. that you know they can land whatever they try, you know?
2: Yeah. That's right. Like, Smith grind he'll flip out on a ledge and, like, yeah. you know, like, Blunt hard
0: in on a quarter pipe <laughs> Gnarly Yeah that's good shit That's sick Yeah my homie It's funny cause he doesn't like He never The only thing he wears Skate is
2: skate shoes like, He doesn't wear like Any like skate clothes or anything You know Ooh. And he's all clean cut Nice So it's like It's just like He doesn't even look like he skates It's like That's awesome <laughs> Like a
0: secret shredder almost Yeah <laughs> But
2: um Yeah I also make um This is a A pen I made And this is from a skateboard deck
0: What that's sick I can still see some of the paint. You made, you, you made that pen yourself? Yeah. That's so, way sick. Um,
2: so to make a pen for like the kit I have, like with the parts, it needs to be nine plies wide and a skateboard deck seven plies wide. Yeah. So I have to like cut these into rectangles and then um, glue it and then I have to cut it back down into a square again and then bore it out and then um, turn it and cut it all down. And then put it all together, so you can get like fifty pen bodies out of a deck, but it's like a lot of work. So you got to take the grip tape off, sand it, cut it all down.
0: You know what I mean? Like so yeah, like, you know. And then to cut it all and finish. I mean, this takes like an hour to make one of these. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. So
2: it's super fun. Like my, fr- I have a lot of friends that work over at Element, and they want me like to make a bunch for them and sell them, but like i i couldn't justify the time yeah the amount of money they wanted to pay me for it was like i mean like literally like i have to sell this for 60 dollars a pen yeah to really be profitable you know what i mean it's like yeah are you gonna buy you know like there's only a few people like usually if they're older skate collectors are gonna buy something like that so i always make them and i have them on hand you know for some people that want them
0: but, it's sick to be able to do for, like, um, any shop that supports the brand. You could throw one in a box and stoke them yeah, out or something. You know, and everyone's, like, um, Schaefer down at Tampa. Like,
2: people I think they're, like, really important in, like, um, the skate industry. Like, I've given pens too. That's sick. So, That's no, a I'll solid move. One.
0: Damn, <laughs> sick. I'll, I'll send you a Shetler Show coffee mug. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I
2: mean, it's, it's super fun. It's just, like, to do those, like, to mass-produce them, it's, like, insane. Well, this
0: kind of leads me to um, woodworking and teaching it. What do you like about it? What is it about it?
2: Well, so I always was into, like, how things work and, like, just to mess with things. And, like, you know, like, I showed you my boards. Like, I get, like, crazy. When I'm, like, here's here's my, like, skate shoe, like, New Balance, right? So um, I took Dip. Placide- and I put it all over the edge here, yeah. so that it lasted twice as long. What's you know it? What I mean, like, um, like my friend Levi works for New Balance, and like, you know, the homie hookup, he'll send me some shoes time to time. But like, you know, I gotta make them last. Yeah. And I'm like, I always like tinkering with things anyway. It's like, you know, like, um, I all these laces are dipped in rubber, so they last longer. Nice.
0: That's a good move too.
2: So, you know, like, I don't know. That stuff's like always been fun to me like to kind of like you know like customize everything yeah yourself
0: that's sick and you like you must like teaching it then
2: yeah I, I enjoy it and um you know i so like i like i said in the beginning like i work with special needs kids so it's kids that are on the spectrum of like asperger syndrome or you know um, bipolar or behavioral issues but the idea is like to get these kids back to mainstream them like so that they can eventually like you know, go out in the work world, and uh, you know, or go back to public school before they do the work world, you know, if they can. And but every kid that we have is like a you know a different level, so you know we have to change like projects compared to like um, what their abilities are, Yeah. Their dexterity.
0: What's an example of a project you do for like a young kid? So right now um,
2: we we usually use pine because it's easy to work with; it's a softer wood. And, um, so right now we're making these cats and, um, so we print out pictures. So like, it would be like all the pieces on a piece of paper printed out and then the student will get a pair of scissors, so they'll cut them out and then we'll spray glue each piece to the wood and then there'll be lines on there. And we have these professional wood burners. They get way hotter than the ones you get like at Michael's. You have to order these things for right? like nice, nice. $400 a piece. Heavy. And you can, what's also these things, you literally just draw with a pen on top of the lines and if you're just light with your hand and quick, you can do it, like, just, like, drawing, like, with ink. Wow. And um, you can shade them and all this stuff. So they'll do that. Then they'll cut it out on the scroll saw. And the scroll saw, if you know what that is, it's just, like, it has a very thin blade. And it's meant for cutting, like, really sharp turns and stuff, like puzzle pieces. Yeah. So we have, like, like ten of those in a row. And then after they're trained on it, they'll, they'll get to use these, you know, and, like, you know, we'll stand there with them. You know, there's a couple of teachers at a time that all help out and they'll cut everything out and then they'll sand it and then you take a uh, paint thinner and that uh, dissolves the glue and you just take the paper back off and then they'll touch it up and then they'll assemble it with glue and um, with a nail gun um, and then they'll paint it however they want. So like that's a project everyone's working on right now. And then the advanced kids are building stools nice. that they'll take home. Practical. You know, and then, like, we come up with, like, a contest. We ever make the coolest one. So, like, a kid right now, like, has a secret compartment in his and pulls a drawer out. A
0: fucking you know? stash pocket? <laughs> yeah, no. he's like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, to put, like, uh, my, my cards in. Like, <laughs> okay. You said cards funny. That was weird. <laughs> you know?
2: It's just, like, and it's funny being a skateboarder and being a school teacher because, like, you know, like, how you, like, go to the skate park and you always hang out with younger skaters and you kind of always know like the new lingo you know where like somebody that gets older doesn't know things you know what i mean and like they'll say things to me and i'm like i know what you're talking about so just stop (laughs) like really i'm like yeah really dude (laughs) yeah they look
0: at you like a teacher probably not like a fucking skateboarder delinquent yeah some of the behavior I'm super laid back. It's just you gotta follow the rules, so, cause you know you can get really hurt.
2: Yeah, you know? I was gonna and, say with the saws, right? Know, like, I don't go out of my way. I don't try to make hurt the kids' feelings, like when I'm redirecting them or anything like that. I'm just like, you know, you gotta do this, and it's like you need to sit out for five minutes. You need to sit out for five minutes. Just get yourself together, dude. Yeah. You know, and you know, but they'll be like, I'm just like, dude, you gotta sit down. I'm not your
0: dude. Like, uh, you're like ah oh, fuck. <laughs> just, let's get through this, man. <laughs> just sit the fuck down. One, I said sit down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, even at the skate park, like there's like there's been times like there was two dudes at one of the contests at the end. They like basically fought over a board. They didn't get into like a real fight, but they took it too far. And it's like you got to be like the adult and be like, what are you guys yeah. doing? Like for real, get it together. Yeah. Well, it's just like a time and place for everything like yeah language, drinking smoking like there's a time
2: and place for everything and like it's just like it's so funny when you gotta have like these like arguments with some people and stuff like for me when i go skate or whatever i don't drink i don't smoke like it's just like not my thing like i only have like a beer if i'm like with dinner or something it's yeah. just like it's not my thing and like but i like that about skateboarding how like You know what I mean? You can have somebody like Tom Penny who, like, learned 540s being drunk. You know, like, you know, in football and stuff, like, if that that happens, like, it's all under the, you know, secret. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's like... The scandal. it's not, like, the best health style or whatever, but it's, like, it's cool that it's still, like, edgy. You know what I mean? Like, you can do what you want, as long as you produce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I just don't want to... I just hate seeing somebody mess their lives up. Yeah, I mean, could I'm I'm big could on that too, yeah, you know?
0: yeah, agreed, because there's a lot of dudes that are coming up, they were coming up skating that like got, they had a, like a little too much free time and a little too much uh, abuse on certain things and then skating fell out and then they just didn't even have jobs, I was kind of talking about that before, like tw- 25 turns to 35 and there's like 10 years there you could do a lot with or nothing with, you know, like. Some people waste their time or they get bad habits or whatever. Like, I'm big on that because, uh, you know, like I was saying, I grew up in a broken family. So, like, always right, I was worried about the... I, I, you told
2: me your story. It's yeah. Like, you're, like, you're the kind of person that, like, it's, like, I don't know how you did it. Like, honestly, because, like, when you're at a young age and you don't have mom and dad to come back to, like, like, when you failed at something, you know, where you need that reassurance, it's so hard to get back up all on your own you know like 14 15 years old yeah and accomplish something and like keep going to school or like i'm gonna keep skating or you know what i mean you don't have some kind of current i'm super lucky like my parents are still together um like the oldest of three that's um, sick you know what i mean and like i could always come back to my parents like you know yeah. what i mean like i still could if i had to i don't need to but i'm just saying
0: like you know what I mean? Like there's there's people that don't have that. But. No, that's good that's good that you have that family structure. That's ideal. That's what people should aspire to have. It's like a good family structure that you're able to like live life without stress and worry and maybe a little bit of like, you know, you don't want to hold someone back, you know, but Right. yeah. my my situation was like fucked but like there's good and good and bad on both sides. Like I've I've gained like um a crazy work ethic and like a passion and a drive and like think everything I have that I, that is amplified in my life in a good way has come from growing up struggling and dealing right. with that shit i think what what happens to is like when a family breaks down and you don't have like a support cast or someone to like talk to you talk to yourself and you can drive yourself into like just depression hate right. or just you know and that maybe that's the picking up part you're talking about like trying to pick yourself up for me i was always like super on edge and i felt like i had to like keep it together for everybody you know and like I always tried to, like, not be a burden. That was a thing. I was like, I, I, like if I just carry my weight and do some work, like, I won't, right. at least I won't add to the madness, you know, like, right. but it's good. That's like,
2: because so I see, like, some of these kids, and it's like, if they, they get to their senior year, and uh, they haven't learned anything, because they're being so cool, you yeah. know what I mean, like, not learning, Yeah. and then they're like, holy shit, I've learned nothing, and I'm about to walk out in the real world, yeah. and I don't know anything, Yeah. And it's like, Sorry, man. We it's,
0: tried. Yeah. <laughs> you had an opportunity. That's the thing that pisses me off. And, like, I swear to God, like, uh, I'll see pennies on the ground. People don't pick up change. And I'm like, it's like you're not even looking for opportunity. Like, I literally walk around and find change all the time. <laughs> yeah. Especially at a skate park. Kid, little kids are so reckless with money. Their parents gave them, so they're just spilling dimes on the ground. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm skating around the park just finding change all day. It's unbelievable.
2: So crazy? Yeah. There's some pennies and stuff. I think I think there's one for like
1: 1943 that's worth like a million dollars. Yeah. Because
2: it's like it was printed wrong or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like super funny. Like things that people throw away. It
0: could be worth all this money. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. And I I mean, that's just a mentality thing. Like, I I used to find tons of change in the hood, too. You could find pennies and dimes and nickels. Like, whenever we're skating at, like, a spot that's kind of ghetto or whatever, I usually find change. And I think it's, like, poverty of the mind. Because, like, you don't even look at it like those pennies will add up so you don't even pick them up, you know? It's like... I was just like, yo, pick up those pennies, like, that's what people are fighting over, that's what wars are for, that's why all this crazy right. shit, this, like, weird abuse and craziness goes on with humanity, you know? People, yeah. like, lust after money and numbers more than humans at times. It's horrific, or we have in the past, you know? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, the, the whole social media thing, too, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> to that like it's the worst and best thing ever like this is so cool that we can do this Like yeah. it's like an the 80s like to be able to FaceTime like this it's, yeah like, amazing and it's like but the problem is like I feel like people don't come to skate events and stuff because it's like oh well I'll see it on my phone so it's like I was there like I remember when Pearl Wallander came the freestyler yeah you... he came to the Cherry Hill Mall in like 1988 I think there was like Five or eight hundred people there. Not really. Some insane number, like you know, skaters. I didn't even like. I was like, I didn't even know there was this many people that skateboard. Yeah, and it yeah. Was like, you know, there was this line in the Macy's to get his autograph. It was like forever. That's and it crazy. Was just like, it was wild, and like, used to go to skateboard contests, and it was like, you know, there would be like all these people there, and then like now it's like if, like I don't remind people like of a skate event like. Constantly, it's like you know the numbers will be down. It's yeah, like, and I always get ah, oh, dude, I forgot, or it's like I did see it on my phone, but uh, you know, yeah, I'm just gonna hang out.
0: I wonder. I mean, I don't know. You know, sometimes it depends on the time of the year when you throw the event, and like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is another way to consume skateboarding. You know, some people just yeah. some people just stay in their house and watch it. <laughs> That's what's right. weird now, being two thousand eighteen. Is there's people that are like. Alright here you go I'll tell you a quick story I've said it on the podcast before But fuck it I, I First time I ever took mushrooms I like microdosed With Derek Fukuhara And we went to like A street league And like I tripped out I was like I wasn't I just felt super high but I didn't like really lose it or anything. But I was just sitting there and I'm just looking around. I'm like, we're in a basketball stadium. It's full of like skateboarders and like people that were in the stadium and they clearly didn't skate, but they had like P Rod jerseys and like signs and stuff. And they were like so I was like, This is so strange. It was like um just a trip to see skateboarding on that level, like blew my mind.
2: It's it's
0: changed so much. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was There's baby, people that are just fans of it that aren't even, like, yeah. skaters, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: my sister the other day, she's like, you know who t is, right? I yeah. I was like, of course. they all <laughs> know who Letitia is. I was like, she confronts people with 12-star handrail and go to the beach in a thong. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> See, <laughs> you gotta say it sometimes. <laughs>
2: right. I was like, I was like, it's kind of cool, though, because I said, dude, we've never had Girly girl, who's good at skating in yeah. the skate industry. You know, there's always been just like skater punk rock chicks, which I get. Like, if you skate, why wouldn't you just wear skate clothes? I get it. You know yeah, what I mean like that's what they're meant for. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. But it's cool. Like, you know, you have her, and then you have like the polar opposite, like Lacey Baker, who just like you know shaves shaved head, super punk rock, and just freaking rips and's on Nike. Also, you know, yeah. It's like it's cool.
0: Yeah, girls, sh- Girl shred, and uh, it's crazy because I remember coming up. It was just like really just Alyssa Steamer, you know. That was really it, and yeah, it was and just was like a couple like transition girls that were like on Pal and like there was a girl Carabeth Burnside that yeah. had,
2: like a board for Santa Cruz. I remember, it was super limited. Like it was like impossible. To get
0: she anything. shredded though. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she was on vans forever. You know what I mean? Like so, there's always been like a couple in there. Yeah. Right now, like now, like it's it's cool that like. I feel like that Thrasher um, article, like that Nor got to write, and they went on that trip that NHS paid for. Like it's, it's like you don't think of those things, like where it's like, oh, they got to go on a whole trip by themselves with like no dudes. Yeah, like, it was just about that. <laughs> and you know skateboarding, I mean? like, and
0: skateboarding, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's crazy. That's rad. Oh, that that never happened before. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. It, man, well, fuck, Ronnie, dude, yeah. thank you so much, man. Um, yeah. we're gonna have to do another one of these for sure. We'll yeah, give we'll saying, give it a little time. No, this is good, dude. The longer the better. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Um, before we go, if anyone wants to check out your brand, can you can you plug them real quick? Yeah.
2: So Metropia Skateboards. Nice. We have the Instagram. We have the website. Um, you can buy stuff off there. We make boards, rails. Shirts and then, um, I do um, the, the skateboard academy, nice. so and I also do a summer camp, and that starts this uh, June 25th, is week one. And then it's um, from nine in the morning till 3 p.m., it's a day camp in Philadelphia, and it's a traveling skate camp. Nice. So the kids will sign up and they'll meet me at the skateboard academy, and then we have a van and we'll go to different skate parks in Philly. And AJ Cohn, who owns it. He works for parks and recreations during the summer so um he helps out like fixing up skate parks through the city Nice. He cleans them up and like repairs and all that stuff so he has me run this part of it and then he helps run another summer camp in south philly nice. but mine's like that so we go and we skate and then at noon we come back to the academy we eat lunch and then we finish the day out in there because it's air conditioned nice you know in a hot summer so, uh, and if someone
0: if someone wanted to sign up, is there an email or a website? Yeah. Um. If you plug in my Instagram, so it's just a Ronnie Gordon. Nice. At a Ronnie Gordon,
2: I have it in the uh, profile. It has the link to the um, skate camp. Perfect. I'll I'll put it in
0: the it. descriptions for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just put it in there, and then my Matrovia Instagram. It's on there. Same thing. Like the website's on there, and uh, you can just you can get. Uh, Right through there, see everything. And, um, Hell yeah. Yeah, we just do small runs. And my whole thing with that was just trying to like hook up like talented people around here. Because like there's so many people that rip that aren't hooked up. Yeah. And um, I feel like skateboarding was really good to me. And I like wanted to give back doing a brand.
0: Yeah, you know? and it makes a difference. It's sick to have um, someone in the area doing something and trying to create events and support dudes that want to film video parts and try to do a little bit with skating. It yeah, makes it cool, man. Sure. And the lessons so, and are so
2: crucial. Nice. And I raise some money from that, and then that money's going to go for that park where I always have it. It's Pennsylvania Skate Park in New Jersey. And, like, um so I've been doing that for like 11 years. That's so, sick. Um, so, like, all the money is for that. It's just going to, like, make that park better. So, it's just taking, working with the city, you know, it takes forever for things to happen. Yeah. So it's just a slow process, but.
0: Well that's sick, man. You'll have to send me send me all the links and we'll we'll put it all in the description and uh people can check it out. I appreciate you coming on the show, Ronnie. Yeah. Hi.